Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Phil Craft Survival Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Killcliff.com. Killcliff Energy Drinks, all natural, none of the bad stuff, all of the good stuff. They support the Navy SEAL Foundation. Their new CBD-infused drink is my favorite drink. I'm doing one every morning and one every afternoon. Um, CBD is known to activate natural cannabinoid, cannabinoid receptors in your body and super beneficial for anxiety, depression, the list goes on. Uh, I use the topical stuff. I also use uh, CBD drinks um, that are infused with Kill Cliff. You guys could save 10% by using Survival10 to save 10% at killcliff.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by KC Highlights. That's H-I-L-I-T-E-S.com. Casey Highlights is OG, back to the future. I don't know if you remember that 1980s pickup truck, the black one that had the Casey Highlights. Um, infamous for having the smiley face on the light cover, uh, all in yellow. Super iconic company that's doing great things in the light industry, especially in the overland space, which we operate in. Uh, my go rig, the Dodge 2500 diesel pickup truck, my 6.7, has KC highlights all over it. The rock lights and everything else. We're actually doing a YouTube video next week. Um, by the time you listen to this, probably this week on Friday, that's going to highlight light tactics on specific ways you could use light to benefit you overlanding and off-road. If you guys use Fieldcraft one word, you'll save 10% on checkout at caseyhighlights.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by triarcsystems.com, T-R-I-A-R-C systems.com. You guys have been seeing me run one of the best guns I've ever shot pistol-wise. It's called the Tri-11. That Tri-11 is a double-stacked 9 mil. Uh, I run it on flat ranges. I also use it for everyday carry. You guys could use Philcraft, one word, to save 5% on any build or anything at triarchsystems.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by tiertactical.com. We're big fans of Jason Beck and all the guys, Chris Van Zant, Lee Busby, all the guys at Tier Tactical. They make the best kit in the world, hands down. They're based out of Phoenix. I love going down there, meeting up with Jason. Um, great dude, doing great stuff for the tactical community. Uh, SWAT teams. Uh, he's supporting military law enforcement. He also is doing the mass for the Department of Defense. You guys could go on tiertactical.com, T-Y-R-tactical.com, and save 15% using Philcraft. Uh, one word. Um, also, this podcast is brought to you by Dometic. Philcraft uh, will save you free shipping at shop.dometic.com. That's shop.dometic.com. Dometic makes the best fridges on the planet. Uh, Sweden-based, uh, if you know overlanding and you know uh, all the stuff that you need for bugging out or loading out, uh, don't forget to include that fridge. I got the fridge freezer combo from Dometic. A uh, big fan of that company and everything they're doing. Uh, you can also check us out at, at Philcraft Mobility if you guys want to check us out on Instagram. Uh, Kevin Owens had the opportunity to go up with our media guy, Austin, and they met up with Mike Jones, otherwise known as Grand Thumb. Also, my good buddy Foster, um, Foster Hunting on Instagram. But if you guys don't know, um, Mike Jones is Grand Thumb's real name. Uh, he's also a TACP officer in the Air Force. And Kevin gets the opportunity to sit down with him and talk about the inside story that you probably don't know on his background, his life story, and all the things that he's doing in the social media space. Make sure you go check out Grand Thumb on Instagram, on YouTube, and everywhere else. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, because I did. Later, guys.
Hey, welcome back to the Philcraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And with me today, up in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, That's correct. is Mike Jones, otherwise doing? known as Garantham. Mike is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, can just, uh, we can just go with Mike. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know this, but okay. you're kind of a big deal, Mike. I'm not at all, man. <laughs> I, am, I am not at all. Uh, there are way bigger personalities than me and way bigger things going on than me. I'm just a dude making videos. Yeah, making good videos. So Thank we're going to talk that. about the whole social media thing later yeah, on. Sure. Let me ask you the most obvious question that you've been asked a hundred times. I'm ready. Where did Grand Thumb come from? Where did that name come <laughs> <laughs> You have been asked that, right? Well, I, I sure have, but you yeah. know, I love I love to answer it because it's a, it's a common question. So, yeah. you know, um, like many people, when you start something like a, a YouTube channel, you just, you don't know where it's going to go. You know, and I had no idea that I was going to to do it the way I do it now. So, um, at the time when I made the channel, I uh, had just bought an M1 Garand from the CMP, and uh, I thought it was really cool. I really liked the M1 Garand, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, I played Medal of Honor as a kid, so yeah, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, you know, I had it. I had the Garand. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to make these videos, and in these videos, all I'm going to do is shoot an M1 Garand really fast and really good. I'm going to get really good at that M1 Garand, yeah. and People can come to me, and I will just be the M1 Garand guy, and that would be really cool. Yeah. I'm like, this is a good idea. And so I, uh, I knew nothing about social media. So I made one video, and I was like, well, that's kind of, it's kind of a narrow material. <laughs> it's kind of a narrow material. <laughs> and we're done. And, then, and we're done. And, uh, but you know what? Um, at the time, uh, I, I, I started making a couple other videos. I stopped for a while when I was going to the schoolhouse. And um, you know, when I started it back up, you know, the name was still Grantham, and I had like a uh, like a thousand, two thousand followers, and I thought to myself, "Well, I'm huge now. I can't re- <laughs> I can't restart. I can't I can't come up with a new name. Like I'm stuck with this name. I have two thousand followers, and um, you know, sure enough, stuck with the name and continue to make videos, and here we are. People are asking why I chose the name. Oh, that's it. That's I, it. Thought, well, I, I thought like you caught your thumb in an M1 Grand. And it, well, <laughs> if you've had a Grand, everybody's done it. So I, I 1,000% have caught my thumb in the Grand. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought it was kind of a cool name, too, because, um, you know, for people who know firearms and know kind of history, it's a cool, kind of a cool little Easter egg. If you're, you know, it's, it's a little in, it's an inside yeah, joke. Yeah. You know, you know, if you have the Grand, that you got to be careful and be specific and deliberate with how you reload that weapon. Otherwise, you will catch your thumb on that yeah. thing. Not as bad as a Hakeem, but you know, even still, it's yeah. kind of that little inside joke. And you know, funny enough, it's, it's stuck, and here we are. I thought if you had a YouTube channel and an Instagram page and you shot guns, you have to have the word tactical in there somewhere. Oh, I know. Obviously, you don't. Yeah, Mike Jones tactical. <laughs> it doesn't have the so same thing. Let me tell you a quick story, even though okay. this is, no, this is your me. podcast. I, I, no, we are talking. We are talking. So when I worked at Sniper School, the uh, the officer in charge, yeah. who was a big shooter, he was really good. Um, he was in charge of the whole facility. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to prove a point, and we were running the stress test for sniper school, and it's on the facility, so it's 400 and in, yeah. and guys are running and gunning with gas guns, and then there's some pistol work as well. Well, this guy, I'm not going to say his name, he ran it with, <laughs> well, he, he he's in the agency now, so I'm not going to say his name, but he ran the whole thing with an M1 Grand and a 1911. And crushed no most, way. most of no the students. Way. He beat them all. Good God. Yeah, and he was he was a good shooter. And, but his point uh, was skill trumps equipment okay. every time. Skill does trump equipment. It does, but M1, equipment is cool. The, <laughs> well, the M1 Grand uh, is not the most accurate rifle. Yeah, you know, and, it's, it, and it's only got eight rounds. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're at a real disadvantage, but uh, mad respect. Holy yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It was pretty badass. That I can't is, remember exactly how many students he beat. I think he came in middle of the pack. 
With an M1 Garand, though. With an M1 Garand. That's got to hurt. That's cool. What were the students using? M110 sasses. Oh, so, God. yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. So, uh, let's talk social media a little I'd bit later to. on because I want to learn because I'm terrible at it. I'd love to. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So let's, but let's go back and get some context. Okay. So uh, talk to me about where you, where you, uh, where you're born, where you grew up, oh, early, yeah. early, early school life. Sure. Enough and, information to to steal my social security number. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. And uh, sure. your, your Wi-Fi password at home, stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah, and of then, course. Then talk about what inspired you to go into the military. Because a lot of people probably don't know. Oh, that's a good question. That you're actually yeah. a TACP officer in the military. Yeah. So let's go back and, and uh, tell me story i would love to so um i i, I was born in uh, california of all places and um i was born in a little town called uh santa Ana. it's in orange county and i lived most of my life in newbury park it's right on the coast um so i grew up surfing and uh, not really doing much else but um growing up uh, my parents are pretty uh, actually anti-gun uh, really? My parents do From not California, like... no way. I know. What? <laughs> yeah, so my parents are the classic Republicans who don't like guns. And so um, my dad did grow up um, shooting firearms a lot. So when, when I was a kid, he had this Winchester... Sorry, let me think about this. Marlin Golden Boy, which is a twenty-two lever action. And so he used to take me out, because we lived kind of out in the, um, you know, the horse ranches of California. And we'd shoot uh, quite a bit. And so I kind of grew to have a love of firearms from spending that great quality time with them, just mm-hmm. shooting guns, and we just talk about life and stuff, you know, like a lot of kids do. Mm-hmm. And um, on top of that, my parents also had, um, for what, I don't know why, but they had the book, The World's Greatest Small Arms. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a book, if you're not familiar, pretty much every small arm at the time, which was you know, 90, I think 1990, the version I had was somewhere right around there. It, has, it had every firearm in there, and it had a history of it, uh, how it was employed, what countries used it, you know, what militaries used it, and, and illustrations of it, and it showed you how they functioned and stuff. And I, as a child, I found this book really, really fascinating. And I, mm-hmm. I, I became, I came to love um, this book and, and how interesting firearms were. And I watched, you know, Tales of the Gun on the History Channel, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And that really influenced my, my childhood and gave me a, gave me a, a great respect of weapons, even was though... Was your dad like a good shooter? Or did he have some yeah, skills he, yeah, absolutely. You know, he yeah. grew up in the 50s and, uh, well, sorry, he was born in 45. And so, you know, he grew up um, in an age when you could buy a rifle. So when he was seven, he actually bought that lever action. That's awesome. You know, back in Los that. Angeles. Yeah. I love that, yeah. yeah. And uh, his uncle used to give him, uh, you know, a couple thousand rounds uh, every couple months, and he'd just shoot. And yeah. so he was, a, he was a great shot, and I learned um, all the basic principles. You know, of course, he wasn't trained in any manner. He wasn't, he never served in the military or anything. Um, but he taught me what he knew, and I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, blossom from there as, as a shooter mm-hmm. and so you know i grew up in california surfing all that kind of stuff and then um i went up to uh utah to go to school um you know just wasn't a, wasn't very good at school <laughs> out in california and so my brother had gone there for military school uh not in the military because he was in a gang and got in trouble and mm, <laughs> sent there for disciplinary stuff yeah, so yeah you know my brother was up there my mom but was like did you go to high school in california i did you did yeah, i did. did so me being an immigrant obviously um Guys have told me, and they're a little older than you, but they've yeah. told me like when they're in high school, they would pull into the parking lot in their truck, and their their shotgun or rifle would be mounted in the back window, yeah. and that yeah. was just normal. Was that like that still when you were you were a high school? Well, kid so, or? to some extent or another, I mean, I was in a more rural area of yeah. California, yeah. and because of that, you saw a lot more of that. But um, it was definitely on the decline due to the uh, urban sprawl that yeah. happened. That's been happening to the Southern California coast right there. Mm. Um, but you know. 
uh, a couple years beforehand, like when my sister and brother, when they were going to high school, um, absolutely it was the case. Really? Yeah. So, so it had begun to change. It had. Um, there was an influx. Uh, a large biomedical company moved into our city. So uh, when that happened, you know, you had a lot, a huge influx of um, kind of left leaning types, and the, yep. you know, it kind of, kind of, kind of could put the kibosh on it. So that's where you unfor- moved. Unfortunately. <laughs> so you moved to Utah, huh? I did, and um, I attended uh, school out there for um, college, and it was when I got out there. What what subject did you? Uh, what what oh, so degree I, were you chasing? Oh, so I, uh, I I find it interesting. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. So I um, studied biology and immunology. So I got my degree in biology and immunology, and I went to med school after um, oh. I graduated from college and got my bachelor's. But um, to rewind, uh, when I got to Utah. Um, is when I bought my first gun, and it was a Sig P226, like a one of those old police retired yep. models, and yep. um, it was great. I absolutely loved it, and you know, shot that a bunch. I was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It was, I, it's got that big blocky sight on it. I if did, you don't and, change it, and, I, and, and yeah, I, the big squishy trigger on double action. And yeah. to be clear, I had never shot a pistol. Yeah. So yeah. I walk into this gun store, you know, at the age of 21, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm buying this, and. I bought why, why, it. why the sake? There's a story there. You, you know, funny enough, there it was something as simple as I was um I was talking with my then wife at the time, um, and I was like, you know, I think I I'd like to buy a gun. Like I this is a this is something I can do. I have the right as an American citizen to own a gun. She and she'd grown up in Utah, so she's like, go for it. I don't care, you know. Hmm. So I went to a gun store and um I was a you know, poor college student and I walked in and I told them I wanted to buy my first gun. And um, walked over to the used guns, and uh, there was a SIG there, and I'd seen SIGs from, you know, video games and all that mm. stuff. I'm like, well, how's that firearm? He's like, pretty good. I was like, the price was right. I think it was like $200, so nice. cheap. And, yeah. uh, you know, I picked it up and uh, got some, a couple of boxes of 9 mil. I think one box. I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty poor. And, um, you know, Utah's pretty loose about where you can shoot, so I just went out to a dump. Um, that was maybe 20 minutes outside of town. Uh, set up a couple, of, like, shotgun shells, and I... I did what I normally do with the rifle is I would, you know, set them up and I'd, you know, walk out to 25 and I'd just, you know, shoot 22 shells off, off mm-hmm. a box, you know, no problem. So yeah. I set up these shells that I found at this range, you know, 22 shells and shotgun shells. And I stepped up to 25 of this pistol. <laughs> 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 I thought I'd be able to, you know, not knowing at the time that, yeah. you know, you're pushing it with yeah, a pistol to yeah. hit that small of a target. And dude, I didn't hit jack you're shit. Like, this pistol sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I knew, I, I was like, I was like, this is me. This is totally me. <laughs> I think it's all me. And, um, you know, and that was kind of it. And I was like, you know, I'd like to get better. And uh, later bought a Browning High Power. And um, I started, there was a local um, indoor shooting range right by me. And I was able to shoot a lot at that range and learn from a lot of great guys who taught me and um, got pretty good at it. And I still have a love of the Browning High Power to, mm-hmm. to this day. And yeah, we talked about that. I carried yeah. one. Oh, I know, that's so, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. How, how, yeah. Uh, how worn in was that High Power? Oh, yet? it was bad. But we had a bunch of them, so we could change out a bunch of parts and make, make decent sights. Yeah. I, or change out sights and change out triggers and make them. You know, I was on a team that won the All-Army in Ireland oh, no with kidding. the Browning High Power. But these these infantry units would compete against us. And I was I was a special ops guy. So they might have three pistols in their arms room. And they, they, you got what you got, right? Shitty trigger, <laughs> fucked up. We had yeah. like 50. We, oh, and yeah. we had an armorer who could change out sights and trick out the trigger and oh, all that. Oh, perfect. So yeah. we had a little bit of an advantage. The, uh, the magazine disconnect removed out of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Such yeah. a better trigger once yeah, you do that. Yeah, it is, yeah. First yeah. thing I did to my high power too. Yeah, yeah. But I love... It always sat in my hand really nice. Maybe because I have small hands, but 
but I always you're not you're not that small. I'm not that small. You're like John Moses Browning size, which is why it fits you. Maybe you that's know? why I think you and him maybe. were just clones <laughs> of each other in the same size. Yeah, maybe that's you it. You and that Mormon. But that 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 Sig two two six has a big handle on it's, it, right? It's a, it's a but uh, that grip. Browning is perfect. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. I love old guns, man. I know you did a lot of shit with old oh, guns, I do. but I yeah, do. I love uh, I love to, the mechanisms, right? The engineering that went into building those older firearms, like. Well, you know, I feel like there's so much more. Um, like, what? How do you say? It? They're, they look. They look interesting. They look. They're provocative looking. Yeah, like you look yeah. at. You look at some of these old firearms, like um, the Browning High Power and the uh, thing like the the older Colt handguns before mm-hmm. the 1911, or just any of these 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 weapons. The Winchester 1897. Like oh, the that gun. thing is God, badass. So I, I, uh, a friend of mine growing up, his uncle had yeah. one, and I looked at it, and you 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 pull the 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 yep. pull to the rear, and it, it the old, cocks the hammer, the you know. Buster, yeah, and oh my god, it's, you could shoot dynamite out of that fucking thing. It was uh, so well built, so yeah. well built, and you look yeah. at these guns, and they 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 look so good, yeah. And the the Mauser, you know, the Mauser Brumman, yeah, these yeah. great looking guns, and um, you know, I feel like I hate to I hate to like wax old and poetic, but these older weapons look so interesting, yeah. And they, you know, when you saw them, I could see there's so much work and detail put mm-hmm. into them. And I'm, I'm not boohooing modern weapons at all, but God, they just look good. There's you no know? shortcuts taken when building them. They're That's just pure true. engineering where some of the, the modern firearms. Well, have, you, have, you, have you ever taken a Mauser broom handle apart? I probably did on the 18 Bravo course, okay. but I can't remember it. Okay. Yeah. So there, it's, it's really interesting. It's one of the early semi-automatic uh, pistols made, right? Yeah. That's uh, fed from an internal box yep, magazine. Yep. Um, but when you take it apart, it, it's not like a traditional pistol. It's like, it's almost like friction. It's almost like a clock. It's almost like friction yeah, put together. Yeah. It's so it's German engineering. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's so intricate and so detailed and so much love put into them. Obviously, they're not the most efficient designs, but yeah. God, I love looking at those old designs and being but like, But they were oh, way ahead of their time. Oh, absolutely. For the time. Absolutely. Like, yeah, Can you imagine yeah. having gone, think about in the span of somebody's lifetime, they went from uh, primarily, you know, ball and cap type pistols mm-hmm. to semi-automatic box fed and then belt fed uh, machine guns like God and, and suppressors. And mm-hmm. you got the, the Colt monitor slash the BAR in that same time frame. God, you got yeah. some cool, talk yeah. about a cool gun. The Colt monitor. Yeah. It's one, yeah. one of my grail guns. At yeah. one point I will own one. They're like $30,000 <laughs> and I've got, I got adult stuff to do, but yeah. So yeah, I love yeah. those older guns. All right, let's not geek out on guns. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're okay, geeking Let's out get too back hard. on your track. You're in uh, college in Utah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyhow, we'll, we'll get um, caught again on guns. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good. So anyhow, um, majored in biology and immunology. Um, did well enough. Um, took the MCAT and uh, attended medical school. And uh, in medical school, I realized I actually hated medicine. Mm. So I, a lot of people do. I think when they go yeah, to med school, you know, they're like, dude, so much. <laughs> you know, it, it was seeing a lot of the same stuff. But the biggest thing was. Just talking to the physicians, I, I I just wasn't down with the lifestyle. And that's funny now being in the military, <laughs> just being gone all the time. But, you know, I'm just not an indoor cat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, being indoors all day um, in the medical career field, just it didn't suit me. And to be clear, like, mad respect to people who can do it because mm-hmm. I could never, ever be a physician, you know, much like I couldn't be an accountant. That's just not in, in mm-hmm. something I can do. So there's mad respect for people who can do those types of jobs. But I'm an outdoor cat, man. It's so, so, it's so yeah. hard for... A kid coming out of high school to know what they want to do, man, and and oh, yeah. I want to do this for the real. Decide the rest of your life right now while you're applying for college. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. so tough, and mm-hmm. and you know, so med school wasn't a a cheap affair <laughs> to yeah. do, but um, you know, I left and um, 
How many years did you do? I did uh, three. And oh. so uh, oh. I left. And so I was there from 2010, 2013. And then I left and um, joined the Air Force and mm. uh, tried out and became a, a SEER guy. Yeah, you were enlisted did. first, right? Yeah, that's yep. correct. So um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. <laughs> that the, it was I, I, I'm not blowing smoke, but the best officers were enlisted first. I think it should be a requirement. Honestly, I think you should have to do you know, five, six years as an enlisted guy before you're allowed to be an officer, personally. I think it's really important to be a good follower before um, you become a leader. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that being an officer makes you a leader because there's there's a difference between managing people and leading people. <laughs> well, you're, you're technically in charge, but <laughs> there's usually a senior NCO there that'll tell you to shut the fuck up exactly. early on in your career. Oh, no, absolutely. So it, it's probably very daunting for young lieutenants to I graduate and be in charge if they don't have a background of, like I'm sure it was fine for you because you'd been in the military and you understood how it worked, you, but you, know, and you, you, you get these young officers now you're you're a PL, yeah, and you've got these thirty soldiers whose lives depend on you and your decision making. You know. Well, what's funny about that? And I don't mean to skip ahead, but um, absolutely, man. When I went through the um, the schoolhouse for uh, TAC P, and uh, you know, I was in there as a as a you know brand new uh, second lieutenant, but of course I had my mm-hmm. enlisted military experience yep. to fall back upon. And, and on you're to- probably a little older than most people, were Absol- you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that, that's another guy. piece, yeah. And so, well, you're young, but you, compared to <laughs> everybody you. else, you know, you're young compared to me. Well, you know, when I'm in the military, people tell me I'm old as hell and yeah, stuff. But, yeah, yeah, um, It was great because it was me, and there was four officers in my class when I went through, and it was me, um, another guy, a really good friend of mine, uh, Josh Sams. He's a snaggletooth fuck. I love mm-hmm, that guy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, he was also an enlisted uh, prior, and he was uh, security forces for 10 years, and uh, he was a tech. And I'll tell you what, I learned more about being a leader from that guy and his time managing his people than I did from all of my time at officer training school. Yeah. Because um, I think he said it best, like, OTS, for the Air Force especially, it was, I don't know how much, I'm not trying to badmouth the Air Force, but yeah. it's a lot about defining leadership more so than, than being good. And it's so hard to, to make a leader, you know yeah. what I mean? But In I a short so, period of time. It's, it is, absolutely. Yeah. Man, there's so much I need, I have to learn, but I learned so much from him. And anyhow, uh, the segue to that is that we, the other two officers were pure officers, right? Had spent their entire times. Um, as O's, and there is a definite difference in in how in in leadership um, ability and how we manage people. Because, like like I said before, man, you having been under people before, mm-hmm. you know how it is. Yep. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so much better because you you know what to what to avoid. You know, yep. you've seen officers who who have done stupid things, and you're like, sir, why are we doing this? You know, yeah. and you said to yourself, dude, I'm I, not going to be that guy. I'm not going to yeah. be that guy. I don't want to yeah. be that guy. So, and, and it's such a cliche that people say. Oh, you learn just as much from bad leaders as you do from good ones, but it's absolutely true, man. You'd be like, true. that guy sucks. And <laughs> I see like, why he sucks. I'm not doing that. That guy's yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. And then it, and then, you know, when you have a good leader, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is this is amazing. This yeah. is great. You know, yeah. uh, everybody's happy, productivity's up, and you have so much more time, but you're working harder. Yeah. That's and that's funny how yeah. that works, you know. But it's funny because if you have a good leader and he's in there busting his ass as well, people don't mind hard work. Mm-hmm. But it's the guy who gives tasks and then goes home and leaves people oh. there to do it that, that people are like, yeah, then you're, guy. then yeah. you got, you got yourself a problem <laughs> if you treat yourself different than yeah. other people. Yeah. Well, absolutely. But, um, no, so I spent, um, dude, we, we skipped all, we skipped we did. around. Go, go to, I want to hear your enlisted time. Where'd you go? I, first duty station. Well, so, you know, with SEER guys, um, did you enlist as a SEER instructor? Yeah. Well, so 
I came in uh, pararescue like many others. Oh, okay. Um, you, know, you get you get shallow water blackouts. That's the end of that. So straight up, um, yeah, I was not ready for the for the underwater. I, that kicked my ass, dude. So mm-hmm. um, that's a tough pipeline. It's right? a tough yeah. pipeline. Yeah, a bunch of my buddies made it good. Good on them. They fuck, they rock, dude. They're good. They're doing good things out there. But uh, yeah, so I got I got two uh, two hypoxic events, and that was the end of that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looked around, tried to get some different contracts, just kind of scrambling, and, and and got the SEER one, you know? And it ended up working out for the best, because I had no idea what I was getting into. You know, when I asked him what the SEER, what, what SEER was, he was like, oh, it's like, you know, <laughs> you're doing cool stuff with, you know, POWs and stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, I mean, okay. When you... Uh when you become a SEER instructor, yeah. are you put into, because this is the way the Army SEER works and this is how my brain works. So there's there's uh, the survival portion, yeah. there's the resistance portion, mm-hmm. there's the um, evasion portion. Yeah. Are you put into one of those or are you a jack of all trades? That, that's a great question. And again, Army SEER is different because mm-hmm. Army SEER, to be a SEER instructor there, you, you typically have done uh, a quite a bit of time in the Army beforehand. Yes. So you have an experienced guy coming in. With the Air Force, they have a dedicated seer profession and so your only job is seer yep so it's good and bad right bad about it being that the guys that come in have no experience beyond seer that's yeah. that's what they know mm-hmm. um the good thing of course is that as they get further in they become very specialized in what they do and they're absolutely an asset you know to, yeah yeah uh, you know the jprc and stuff you know that's really important to have those types of individuals but um yeah so going through that training um was horrible and wonderful. Lots of sleep deprivation, all that good stuff. We can Did talk you get about waterboarded. <laughs> what? What is that? Did so you? we, um, I, I've been waterboarded, right? Have what, you? Yeah. Not in America, but in the Irish Army. Yeah, dude, that shit sucked. Now I don't call it torture unless yeah. you're cutting shit off. It's not torture, but that shit, shit sucked. Dude, Even though you know you're gonna live. Yeah, but it's like. Oh damn! I'm gonna drown. <laughs> but you've already drowned a couple of times at this I mean, point. I've already drowned a couple of times at this point. So no NBD, right? Yeah. But um, that was some great. Tra- man, man, we can talk about that training forever. Mm. But um, after you finish, um, so the pipeline is you go to basic training for the Air Force. That's out of Lackland Air Force Base, and then after you head to Medina, which is this little annex that is like right across the road from Lackland. And uh, that's where all the special warfare dudes go, and you all train there, and you kind of shred out from there. So anyhow, after you pass selection, which is three weeks for uh, SEER, you head up to Fairchild Air Force Base, and you get there, and um, you go on pre-team, and then you go on team. And then after team, you have your uh, your uh, your mission ready, or what is it, the becoming certified, becoming a certified right. instructor, right? Yeah. I'm getting these all mixed up. I've, yeah, I've, I've I, gotten, I know. I'm getting too old at it, this It all blends point. together all for blends me. Together. Dude, I, I will said, think of something, and, and yeah. I'll be like, Oh yeah, we did this, and I I can't remember if I did it in the Irish Army or the American Army. It's getting that <laughs> it's bad. all getting it's yeah. all getting blended together. <laughs> know your allegiance, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, I mixed up TAC P with mm-hmm. combat mission ready. But um, with um, so anyhow, uh, you go to see her, and so I was on pre team for six months because I have I happened to miss by like a month when uh the the team was starting. So I had six months of pre team, which is just working out, learning all the skills, and rocking all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that we know yeah. and. After they hit team, you know, six months, and team is, you know, just about like any other team. I mean, of course, it's focused on survival and evasion, resistance, and escape. And so you spend time specializing that, but it's just back to back to back. You're just gone almost the entire six months. That's six months of training to be an instructor? Well, so you become a certified instructor at the end. So it's actually the only school um, in the military, as far as I know, where you become a certified um, uh, military instructor out of it. Um, otherwise, you have to go to uh, what's the course called? ITC or instructor training course? Yeah, base, or, yeah. basic instructor. I'm trying yeah. to remember the pick. Yeah, basic instructor course. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, you go through six months of that finish, and then you go to your get your beret, you get a sage beret for 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 a seer. Then you head off to your um, your flight. And so when you start as a seer guy, you start um, doing survival. That's like your main deal. So you you do the whole um, sea level seer training. If you're, um, you know, I know you're very familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so you train that, and you you go through kind of all spectrums. And after they finish with you for two weeks, they head off and they do the the R the R E part. You know, the yeah. resistance and escape yep. the portion part. for about yeah. a week. And um, and I mean. Can't delve into it too much, no. but you know you know what yeah. goes into that. If you're mm-hmm. in the military, you understand what goes into that. But yeah, you spend your beginning at survival, and then from there you can shred out. So for me, um, I went over to the parachuting section and did a lot of the emergency parachuting stuff. And so that was great because I got to jump a lot. And um, at the time, I thought this was really cool. Now that I'm older, yeah. I have a lot of pain, a it lot breaks, of neck pain, yeah. a lot of back pain, and yeah. I, I regret because they were all static lines. So I got... Uh, 50 static line jumps on MC6, which is a great canopy. I uh, got to do a lot of demonstration sh- um, jumps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But even with a great canopy, man, static line is still wow. static line. It is, and, yeah. And yeah. Then most of them, a lot of them high performance, a lot of helo jumps. And of course, mm-hmm. I spent my time at Benning, like every other guy who went through Airborne, mm-hmm. did all those jumps. But um, it was a really good time. And then after um, I did that, doing the whole parachuting thing, I uh, decided I really wanted to try it. Well, when I first got into Sierra, I really wanted to try out for attack B officer. I was really impressed with some of those individuals that I had worked with and uh, went it, to the... It, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, is, there, ahead, is there one selection for NavSpec Warfare and then you can branch anywhere you go or do you have to go through a selection again well, for different <laughs> ones? Well, funny enough, um, it's changing right now. Okay. And so it used to be that every that everybody kind of had their own thing. You had a, a combat controller selection, you had a pararescue in dock and you had a... Uh, Seer selection, you had TAC-P uh, prep or whatever, and everything was different. Um, now with this kind of change over to AFSPEC war, yeah. uh, AFSOC is now being retired, and you're, we have AFSPEC war now, you absolutely have everything being combined into one course. And it, is the structure changing? Because I was calling AFSOC today, and you're like, hey, we changed to AFSPEC war for yeah. So is, the, is the, the structure and the things that the Air Force concentrate on, the special warfare? It sounds like a more broad term, special warfare. Mm-hmm. Um is the, is the mission changing, or is it the same thing It's just being structured? <laughs> well, it, it depends, right? So with, with TAC-P and pararescue and combat... Can you explain uh, what TAC-P is? Because there's probably a ton of people who don't oh, sure. know. Yeah. <laughs> so TAC-P is a tactical air control party. And so um, what a TAC-P does is they are, they are essentially uh, becoming JTACs, right? So your TAC-Ps are JTACs, but which beyond are, that, you're... Which core- are guys who drop bombs, basically. Yes, with, yeah, with control you, aircraft and yeah, drop bombs. You, you control yeah. aircraft and you drop bombs. But beyond that, you're advising and you're assisting the military, right? Okay. Whether it be whatever whatever customer you're working with, whether it's Big Army, which is a huge part of the TACP mm-hmm. mission, is conventional. Yeah. That burger was good. Um, <laughs> so the huge part of that is conventional. But um, beyond that, there are uh, special tactics, TACPs, and they work with more specialized groups mm-hmm. and those types of things. So you have TACP, you have Combat Controller, who does um, a similar job, but they also do air traffic control, airfield, airfield seizure, and they do a lot of very specialized um, work along with that, and they're mm-hmm. primarily special tactics. And then you have Pararescue. Uh, I'm sure you've worked with those guys mm-hmm. before. Great dudes. Um they do, uh, you know, combat search and rescue, and yeah. they're great. And mm-hmm. some are in RQSs, and some are working at special tactics squadrons. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have um, the other one, which is just changed. So we have um, what used to be uh, SAUTI, Special Operation, Operations Weather Teams. Now they're called Special Reconnaissance. So their mission has changed. So that was actually kind of my segue, which was, um, 
yes, there are some changing mission sets and their career field is in, is in, is changing the way they're kind of running things, or maybe they're kind of defining what they're doing more. I can't speak mm -hmm. to it much because um, I don't have a lot of connections with that career field, but I know they're doing a lot of great things out there. Okay. Yeah. I just wondered if it's change for change sake or it's actually makes sense. It's for the better. It yeah. absolutely is. We needed yeah. a kind of a change to everything, but what comes along with that is um, everybody should be going through the same selection process. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, a suck fest is a suck fest, right? It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. If it sucks, it sucks. And yeah. So kind of getting everybody on the same page is a, mm. is a great idea and I think is going to be better for the quality of candidates that you're getting and the uniformity between um, all these little jobs in the Air Force and kind of make it something a little bit more cohesive. Not saying that it wasn't cohesive before because they worked together great, yeah. but um, I think it's absolutely a change that's sort of the best. Mm. So, do, do all pilots in the Air Force go true seer? All pilots? All pilots. Yes. Absolutely. They do. Okay. I just wondered because uh, this year I went through, yeah. they used to have all SF and our yeah. Rangers. And then, then this every other course would be some pilots, some Army yeah. pilots, and some, but not all pilots, like yeah. the ones who are at high risk. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah at high risk of capture. So mm -hmm. that includes a lot of personnel. But um, yeah, I know with the Army, you guys have kind of your own little separate deal. Yeah. For, mm -hmm. for um for your special people or your special folks yeah, yeah. um with the air force they put everybody together so yeah, I, I, pilots I, and in mad respect because you went through six months of seer training i already went through like a couple of weeks and it sucked <laughs> you know what it just it just sucks there's no there's no yeah, there's no yeah. mad respect you need to put there it just sucks no matter yeah, what you do yeah. and you went through a, a different type of sucky training so mm -hmm. uh you know it just it hurts no matter what you do but how, um how long were you a seer instructor uh, let's see. So 2013 to when I left the career field, which is like, and which is like 2018 or so. Oh, yeah. five years. Yeah, about five mm -hmm. years. Or so good, good experience. Oh, absolutely. Really, I, I loved being a, a serious specialist. I learned so many good skills for my current job because you know you just navigate and you get really good at the at your woodcraft skills yeah. and your survival and your fieldcraft yeah. fieldcraft, fieldcraft. Right. <laughs> your yeah. fieldcraft skills and um that's so vitally important being doing anything in the military. To be good with a map and compass, especially it really as an LT. Is. I really didn't want to yeah. perpetuate that stereotype. So yeah. wanted to make sure that I was good at that stuff. But yeah, it was a wonderful experience. I really enjoyed my time and there. If you ever get shot down, you'll be good. I mean, you'll be like, I got down, this. I'm good, I'm good. Everybody, I got it. Everybody looked to me. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And I got to go to, uh, through a lot of very, very interesting courses as a SEER guy. Mm -hmm. um, um, just a lot of a lot of weird stuff. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about it offline after. But okay. um because there's some odd courses out there, but you know, I, those experiences were incredible. I mean, I can't even, I don't even know exactly what I can talk about. Yeah, when it comes I know. To that. And if I cross it, a line, stop no, me. No, right? no, <laughs> of course, nothing's like classified. I know that's but stupid, but it's mm, stuff that you don't want to like put out in yes. the open realm, yeah, is all I'm saying. So, so what they did in, in when I went through the pipeline yeah, for, for uh, SF, SEER was the very last thing we did, right? <laughs> and you graduated yeah. and then you went to your group. Oh, wow. Okay. So there was no intel. So when I went this year, I really didn't think they were going to beat the shit out of me, man. I was like, <laughs> I heard, but I really don't believe it. And that guy yeah. ripped off my, uh, my he had a sandbag in my head. My hands were tired, tied, and they ripped the sandbag off my head, and it was kind of bright out. Yeah. So my eyes were closed, adjusting, and that fucker hit me. That shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why'd you hit me? <laughs> so they changed it later on in the pipeline. So they mm. put it earlier. And the, the, now, the, now they got intel on it. They got yeah. intel, right? Wow, the, 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 the thinking was that, well, they get those survival skills and they can use them in Robin Sage at the end, right? Yeah. But now all their buddies went to the course before and they're all, they all have the intel and they're telling them exactly what's going to happen and how and when oh, it's going to, it's fucked yeah, up. that yeah. ruins it, man. It like, really does. I yeah. get it. Like you want to, dude, it's just like going through any team, like 
going through any type of training, like you want to know what's next. You yeah. know, you, yeah. you talk to the old guys. It's human like, nature. Hey, yeah. dude, mm -hmm. like what was field yeah. like, man? What yeah. happened? Like yeah. what they do to you? How they fuck you up, dude? But, and it's, and it's cool to learn, but then it takes that, what's so great about this training, dude? I'm going to sound like people are going to be like, oh, fuck you, Mike. Yeah. You, you got to pass. But like, what's so great about it is that you're tested, right? That's the mm -hmm. whole point that you don't know about this stuff is that you're tested. You're, you, you see what you're made of and stuff. And so yeah. it really kind of cheapens the experience if you're like, okay, day one, oh, yeah, I don't sleep. It day, really does. day two, we hit, we do a 10 kilometer ruck march, you yeah. know? And it's like, come on, man. Like, let it let it come. Learn to roll with punches because that makes you a better person. And you know? make your mistakes and learn from them. It's Dude, mistake the best thing. learning. Yeah. So for and again, if I cross the line, let me know. No, no. For for regular people going to Cedar School, yeah. How long is Cedar School? Um, so about a month. Okay. Is it long enough? You think? <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I'm yeah. only asking you no, because that's a good question. I, you know, I learned a lot of shit at Cedar School. Yeah. But a lot of shit was like, I I I I haven't practiced it in, in a lot of cases. Yeah. So well, um, you know, and, and it's for worst case situations, it right? Is. Yeah. And so that's what's so hard about it is saying, is it worth it? Do I need it? And so you talk to guys. Um, we get after action reports. Um, there's a a large um, you know repository of information for yeah. people who've gone through training. And did they use it? And absolutely. You yeah. know, absolutely they do. Absolutely is necessary. Um, and when I was a seer guy, the question was, do we need more? And I would have told you, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to see more, to learn more, because, uh, you know, urban, for example. There, right? There's a whole nother world and there. We spent a and, lot and, of time, yeah. a lot of time in urban when yep. I was going through training to become a seer specialist. And it's something that's briefly touched on mm -hmm. and not enough. And I'm not sure if it's too much. You know, the parts of the world we work in are so diverse and the vegetation so is different. So you know, can't you cover know? everything. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a month I think is good. Yeah. You know, um, things can always be streamlined. And, you know, actually I was talking to a seer guy, um, one of my old buddies, a couple of days back and uh, he was telling me about a schedule and I was like, what, you guys do that? No, like it, it changes constantly. In yeah. the time that I was a seer dude, um, our course curriculum changed at least five or six times where I had to... <laughs> You for know, the better or just for the better absolutely okay. yeah okay. it got good. better like it was almost always a change and we were like good thank god you know okay. um because they have really good people actioning that and, and making the changes and yeah are it, they listening to the cadre and saying hey this this needs and you get after action reviews from from the force i assume it's it's such a small community when, mm. when it comes to seer that um it's also connected, you know, yeah. like the chief of our career field is like upstairs. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. three or 400 seer guys total. Yeah. And so, you know, they know you, you know, everybody. And so because of that, all those changes have been made are typically for the better. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, of course I was a younger guy, right? I never became like a senior guy in seer or anything like that. But mm -hmm. um, as a, as you know, the E4 mafia, I was always <laughs> appreciative <laughs> of all the changes that were made. I liked it, yeah. you know, yeah. I thought it was good. It's funny because you, you mentioned the template of, SF have like Sierra School and SF has have they have some civilian instructors which are the continuity and the expertise and then you have Green Berets who rotate yep. in every year yeah. now that works great for Sniper School and a few other ones because you're bringing TTPs but guys coming back and going to Sierra have never been in escape and evasion probably right <laughs> so it's not like yeah. they're bringing that expertise with them so it's I, true but you know they go through a lot of the courses. Um, they go through a lot of refresher courses, mm -hmm. and they're they're good at what they do. What they do because I've I've worked with those guys before. I've seen them in action. They're mm. good. They're good at what they do. You know, you can become good because they do it differently than how um, the Air Force here does it. So they're good at what they do. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, it's all connected. All the Sears schools are connected in some way or another. Did he, did he talk? And, Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. that's good. Absolutely. Because yeah. sometimes people get 
their own little yeah. And they 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 their own they, little corner and they their don't own talk. corner and they don't want to let anything out. So right? exercises we've worked together and there's exchanges and That's absolutely awesome. and we work with um, foreign as well. So mm. there's a lot of exchange of information and, I, and it it. It makes it a very healthy career field. A lot of influx of information, especially with the war that's been going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so much change happening so fast because it's like, hey, guess what? This happened. Got to change these things. But up. you know, the skill set you gain in those five years would be almost impossible to gain, of like self thought or going through courses because you have so many other things. When you're immersed like that, you really get you live it every day and you get really good at oh, it. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. And yeah. then the flip side to that. Is that there's they don't have experience outside of that, right? So the argument then is, well, I have I have this Green Beret who's deployed to Syria and Afghanistan. He has these great experiences, and he can liken these to his real world experiences and make this more yeah. realistic, more applicable. Whereas you might have a Syrian guy who hasn't deployed yet, yeah, um, and therefore his knowledge isn't going to be maybe as applicable because he doesn't have that real world information. Well, why do you think the, the the Air Force chose to do it that way and not the other way? I think it's good. So yeah. I, I like what they do. Um, you know, a problem as as this entire you know global war and terrorism is kind of chilled out and stuff has always been deployment. So of course, earlier on, you had a lot more deployments or share guys, and they're getting great experience because they're getting out there and doing what they do out there, and they do mm-hmm. a very specific mission set. Um, and it was great. You know, right now, I mean, everybody's having the same problem. Mm-hmm. Nobody's deploying. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's just kind of an issue. But I, I really do like that they they have a dedicated. Um, career field for that, you yeah, because yeah. it, 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 you create these subject matter experts that are unrivaled. You yeah. know what I mean, and that's mm-hmm. great. That's what you want. That's you want somebody that good, yeah. Especially in something like the Air Force, where you're so plane focused. You know, you're, by plane I mean like yeah. jets and airplane, and airplane, <laughs> airplane focused. And so that's important. You know, mm. so cool. I absolutely see why they do it. Mm. Um, all right, so. You, you did you have could you have stayed as a instructor for your whole career? Oh yeah, absolutely. Once just yeah. stay there absolutely. And, that, absolutely. That, and people do, you know. They do, yeah. People have awesome careers and they finish them out. And yeah, I'm yeah. friends with a great many people mm-hmm. um, who have done that. But but you got the itch. I got the itch. I really wanted to blow shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really wanted to drop big bombs on things and make them blow up. So um, I uh, tried out um, for for attack P had a wonderful time <laughs> at that one-week selection course um, for officers. And um, I was actually the only E4 there. So when I went to that selection course, um, can't say too much about it because you got to keep that mystery there for yep. me. Mm-hmm. Not, not classified. I just want to make sure you guys get fucked if you ever go. Um, <laughs> but um, it was it was mostly, you know, staffs and tech sergeants and then a um, bunch of ROTC guys and a bunch of officers. And mm-hmm. I was the only E4. I was very proud of being the only E4. You know, I was E4 Mafia. had to mm-hmm. represent it. Everybody, yeah, yeah. But I had a great time out there, and um, and it got picked up, and uh, you know, attended uh, OTS after, and and uh, went to the schoolhouse after See, that. That's, and, that's different too, you yeah. know. It's funny how the American military is so different. Yeah. So you went there as an E four, and if you passed selection on the pipeline, you, then they send you to become an officer. Yep. Oh, are all TACPs officers? No, no, no. So no, you no. have... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So you know, no, I've been in the Army, no, been in the no, army I, 24 I'm years. Not, I'm ignorant <laughs> to the Air Force. The fuck's wrong My with daughter was in ROTC uh, in oh, high school, yeah. and I'd be like, what's that rank? What is this? <laughs> These upside-down ranks and wings. And Airmen? Actually, what I've, the I've, hell? Got, I've got stories about fucking with Army guys because <laughs> I love doing it. So um, TACP um, is... Full spectrum, much like um, pararescue and combat control, TACP. You have officers and you have enlisted. So always the enlisted are the the doers, right? They're on the ground, they're executing that mission, and typically the officers are 
overseeing, managing, uh, advocating for the guys. Criticizing. You know? uh, criticizing, mostly <laughs> criticizing. No, Why did you do that? They're like, well, I do this, sir. But, um, you know, the cool thing about TACP is that the officers also get JTAC called. And they get to do the stuff, and they mm-hmm. get to to have a good time, and, and that's that's certainly the case of the others as well. But I was always attracted to TACP because I, you know, as an officer, you still get that JTAC cert, and that's mm. that's a cool, yeah, that's a cool yeah, certification yeah, to yeah, have yeah. to blow shit up. But um, are, are guys like super jealous of the guys who got to go into Afghanistan early on and just oh, drop yeah, bombs every single day? Dude. I bet I bet our TTPs and a lot of training changed after that. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you do have an I have idea. A little you've been, bit. You've, yeah. been a, you've been a soldier. For as before, before I was even like a molecule and like I wasn't even, I was nothing. I was not even sperm yet. And you, yeah, were, yeah. you were serving in the I'm military. Old, yeah. um, but I, I can, I, I talked to a guy that was on that one time yeah. years ago and he was like, it was like going to the range every day, go up on the hill, drop massive God, bombs, then yeah. move to the next hill. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, these guys I talked to, these these early TACPs and not even early TACPs, I mean, we're talking fairly recently, some of the more recent battles. Yeah. And, Incredible, yeah. incredible amount yeah. of work that, that these guys did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God, the it, it's just it's crazy the amount of 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 ordnance these guys dropped. Yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah, insane. it's such a good template to have one guy who worries about the aircraft because, like, to have a, a, a to be an ODA on the ground with mm-hmm. indig and you're running so many different things for that officer to be talking up and trying to control air. No, oh, it's yeah. too much. It's, it's too much. To yeah, do. Mm-hmm. I, I I absolutely like the idea. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I like yeah, the idea yeah, of yeah. this. But he, that officer can be like, hey, drop a bomb in that hill over there, you know, <laughs> and done. Got yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And he has the expertise that you you just, you can't cross-train everything and be, no, be that good. And when you're dropping 500-pound bombs, you better be good at it. Hey, man, especially yeah. with those Navy bombs of 1,000-pounders, 2,000-pounders, oh, like you man. got, man, that synchronization with, yeah. with uh, local forces. I mean, as you know, like mm-hmm. making sure you know where everybody is, like yeah. you need... Mm-hmm. It's a lot, man. You, yep. you don't. You do not want frat. You know. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. As we, as we, uh, and I always go into force mod because I spent my last couple of years. Yeah, as we, as we get more and more technology. Yeah. Do you think the schoolhouse will always, always, always teach map, compass, grids, all the old school shit that never, when everything else fails, you still have that to fall back on. You know, it, because you'll get yeah. somebody at some point to go. We don't need this anymore. We have GPSs and we have these other radios and all, all this shit. Man, I mean, so I learned, I learned something from everybody that I that I talked to, and I, I know you said much the same thing to me. But um, what you said to me earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, that stuck with me, which is uh, new technology doesn't mean you don't have to learn the basics. It means yeah. you just have to learn more. <laughs> you really you got to learn the basics yeah. and more because, yeah. Yeah. man, you know, in this technological electronic war environment like GPS, I mean, it could go away, it right? It can, and, and it can G- be spoofed and oh, moved. Spoof- and like we can, talked yeah, about, yeah. And, and not to get too deep into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, probably shouldn't. But, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is that no matter what, what always works is map and compass. Yeah. You yeah. can always target off a map and compass, but you can't always target off of is electronics because stuff yeah. can run out of batteries. It can break. It can. There's so can EMPs. Happen. There's so many things can go wrong. You want to be able yeah. to do the the you know go back go back. It's like navigating. Yeah. You know what I if I when I navigate like man I'm gonna use a GPS because my little oh, yeah. Garmin Fortrex mm-hmm. 401 dude I can go wherever I want yeah. tracks me and everything. <laughs> But can I still map and compass and dead reckon? Yeah, absolutely. There was a move to take that out of the Q course a couple of years no. ago. There was. And go GPSs. And, and a friend of mine, Brian, who was the regiment CSM at the time, he's like, fuck no. Yeah. This will never go away. It's a base skill. It's, it's the most basic skill that you need. And it yeah. should never absolutely yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. You need that 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so right now you're tech p officer so That's when correct. when did you graduate uh graduated oh god let me rewind here august 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 i believe oh okay august, so yeah. you're fairly fairly yeah, fairly, you know, fairly, fairly new to the it, community yeah. um is it what you hoped it would be absolutely is yeah. it i love, love it. it i love it absolutely yeah. it's good and i'm just learning a lot from a lot of are, are you you got 10 years in the uh, yeah, just about, just about okay. that there. Are you one of these guys, and I'm not saying this in a bad way because yeah, they're, they're they're really good guys. Are you one of these guys that gets something, has it for a year, and then he's looking for his next move? <laughs> well, you know, you always got to think to the future, yep. right? You always got to think to the future. Especially I'm, as an officer because you're yeah. going to sit behind a desk at some point, and that's, that's going to drive I'm feeling, you crazy. I'm feeling pretty broken right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it was like a couple of days ago. My uh, Somehow my back tweaked from like a jump I'd had way back one when and I couldn't like move for a couple of days. I'm like, dude, I'm getting old. I'm getting old, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the age. But um you know absolutely it's not man. the age, it's the mileage. Yeah. It's you're the right. fucking mileage. Dude, you age man. dog years yeah. in the military. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so um absolutely man, you should always be looking to the future. I mean if you don't have a you don't have a plan of what you want to do, like you're you're just kind of there should be a goal you're always working towards. So mm-hmm. absolutely I always have a goal goal I'm working towards. And that goal is to mess with the army. Man, just kidding, do just it. Kidding. There's a lot of material there. You know, when I I've, I think I've told this story before, but um, I love I love the army. I love you guys. Like, <laughs> you guys are, are so. I'm special. not in the army anymore. You know, you're in the army for a solid like 25 years, so yeah, you, it's a part of you. It is, yeah. And you just got up. You still got the smell on you. I so, did. I got out like a week ago. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, you still got the smell. On you. So, um, when I was at Airborne, um, it was the first time I'd actually ever interacted with the army. Mm. At the time when I went to Airborne. And and then you're in the army's world at Airborne. You oh, know how, you oh really are. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah. And um, so I get there, and everybody's got their little ACUs on. They're all running around. There's a bunch of broken people on crutches rolling, yeah. rolling around yeah. Airborne. And I was a B flight, not B flight, B company. That's right. Sorry, mm-hmm. Army talk. And um, I got there, and I was like, God, oh, this is this place is super depressing. And um, it's horrible. It's horrible. So um, as a seer guy, you have um. Uh, a nice little scroll that says Seer Specialist on your left sleeve. And of course, um, ABUs are different from uh, uh, UCPs, ACUs, because we wear our patches different. You know, we don't, we just have the rank on our, on our shoulders mm-hmm. and we have the arch over it and then we have our functional badge on it. It's different from what the Army does. So it's very new to them. Yeah. And these young guys going through airborne, you know, they're fresh out of, I think they're just out of basic. Most or something. Of them, they, yeah. they don't, they don't yeah. know what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on. And so I was sitting next to a guy and, uh, he looked at my rank and he said, "What does the star mean?" And I said, "Oh, it means I'm an officer." <laughs> you know, and they believe me. But uh, you know, it later came down and he was like, "What? What, is, what does? What rank are you?" I'm like, Excuse me, I'm, "I'm a like, general." I was like, "No, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a falcon sergeant." He's like, "A what?" I'm like, "A falcon sergeant." I'm a. It's it goes by birds because Air Force. He's like, "That makes sense." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it goes a uh, sparrow falcon falcon sergeant. You know, eagle at the top. And he's like, "Okay." I'm like, "Yeah." So he's like, "So what do I call you?" I'm like. I'm like, well, sergeant's for the Army. So for the Air Force, it's Falcon Sergeant. He's like, got it. He's like, so what do I call him? Like, Falcon Sergeant Jones. He's like, got it. So wow. uh, I, got, I got a couple of those guys calling me Falcon Sergeant. So we were, um, we're out, you know, on the wires, uh, you know, out at Airborne. You're sitting there waiting yeah. to start your day and yeah. stuff. And uh, they're like, Falcon Sergeant Jones, we have a question for you. And this uh, black cat, one <laughs> of the Airborne instructors are like, the fuck did you guys say? They're like... <laughs> Oh, the Air Force guy, uh, Falcon Sergeant. He's yeah. like, Falcon Sergeant isn't an, isn't a fucking you know rank, you retards. And he's like, don't deal with the uh, with the uh, with the Air Force. Don't talk to him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, foiled there. So later on, uh, standing there at the wire, the guy saw Sear, and he's like, 
I don't know how this kid didn't know what seer meant, but yeah. a bunch of them didn't. I, yeah. yeah, I guess it's not that common. Yeah. And he was like, what does seer stand for? And I was totally joking. I looked at him and I said, well, it stands for Space Exploration Combat Engineer. <laughs> and uh, Sorry, Space space Exploration Reconnaissance Engineer. Yeah. And uh, you know, I turned away because I, I didn't think anything of it. He, he, he was like, holy shit. Yeah. He was like, what do you do? <laughs> but, um, oh man, Airborne was such a good time. There is this kid... Um, God, this kid named was named, his name was Howard. He was a combat engineer, and those guys are super smart, as you know. I'm just kidding. I love combat <laughs> engineers. I love those guys. They can do so much great work. But um, this kid was, um, uh, you know, at, when you're at the towers, um, with the zipline towers. You know, you go down yeah. the zipline, you practice exiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck right, fucking ridiculous. And at at that mound, you have to catch them. Right, so yeah. I got I got put on the mound because get me as far away from the army kids to fuck with them as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want me talking to anybody. Well, they put me next to this combat engineer. I think they did the same thing to him. They didn't want him interacting with anybody, and his name was Howard. And uh, as we're sitting on the mound, uh, Howard was breathing through his mouth really loudly, and uh, he started ch choking on a spit. <laughs> so he starts choking on his spit, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey, sometimes I'm breathing, and I choke on my spit. And I was like, oh, this kid's going to be great. <laughs> and so um, I said, I said, Howard... You're just not a very smart guy, and I like I don't want you to jump by me if we jump like near mm -hmm. each other. And he said, "Okay, Roger that, Falcon Sergeant." So, and yeah, we we uh, we get to jump week, and uh, first jump, first jump, dude. And um, sure enough, who's behind me? Mm -hmm. Howard. Mm -hmm. So we're getting up, we're getting there. You know, door opens. I'm feeling terrified. I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing in my life? You know, that first jump, you're yeah, just so scared. Yeah. You're like, are you really gonna make us jump? Dude, you're sitting there and the plane's loud, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're like, I kind of thought they were joking. You're, you're, dude, you're holding this. You're holding this. You're you're like rigged up, and you're like, did they rig me right? Yeah. Like, is this good? Is this gonna hold? Like, is this like a webbing strap through my gooch? Yeah, like, am I yeah, am I going yeah. anywhere? And uh, they open up the door, and you're looking out the door, and you're like, oh. Oh, it's real. Yeah, oh, is, shit. And the ground's like going fucking fast. And it's really low, it's dude. Really Compared low, to free like, fall, it's like, oh my God. Well, dude, free fall, it's so high, it doesn't even feel it real. It doesn't even feel It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, right? It's yeah. like not real. Like, oh, I see yeah. some little squares down there. And you have there so and much jump. time to react yeah. to something going wrong because you're, you're just, falling for a while. Static line. Something doesn't go right. They're like, oh, do this, this, this. That's just you shit. Guys, that's that's, bullshit. You that's die. just <laughs> it's just cheap shit to keep you busy before you, you die, die to yeah. take your mind off. Like, hey, it, kick, yeah? kick, 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 yeah, and you hit yeah. the ground. He's like, oh, he died. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and the doors open and uh I was so scared. And I look back at Howard, and Howard looks equally terrified, and he's choking on spit as I turn to him. <laughs> I said, Howard, don't fucking jump after me. And dude, so I jump, right? Exit the aircraft, green light. Slaps my ass. I'm like, fuck it, dude. So I step out, jump. Canopy opens up. Most beautiful opening I probably had in my yeah. entire jump career. Opens up that stupid T11 canopy. And yeah. I'm like, I'm good. And I look around the air and there's nobody around me. And I'm like, what the fuck? He didn't refuse to jump, did he? He thought he thought I was serious. He didn't jump because I told him to. Oh, <laughs> so, he, so he refuses to jump. Holds up the entire chalk, dude, right? That's a big deal in jump yeah, school, Yeah, that's man. a big deal. Yeah. So this plane, I guess, somehow, somehow this, this Howard explains that he's too stupid that he listened to me and they do a certain, they circle around and they come around. And by this time I've landed, right? Mm -hmm. I landed. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm alive. It didn't hurt that bad. Yeah. And I'm watching this plane. I'm packing up my chute. And I'm watching this plane come by and I can see Howard in that. I could see his stupid face in the, in the doorway <laughs> and um, watch him mouth breathing through the doorway. Dude, he jumps out, right? Exits aircraft of anybody to have a complete parachute malfunction. Oh, damn. It was Howard, right? Really? This, the, it cigar rolls and it just, this fluttering down. Wow. And so he jumps and um, 
I can see him, I can see him trying to think of what number he needs to count to as he's falling. But he, I, he's, his mind is blank. It's his first jump. Yeah. And uh, his parachute is obviously not opening, dude. He hits 6,000. That thing's just fluttering down. And the instructors are screaming in their megaphones. They're yeah. like, pull your reserve, pull your reserve, right? Yeah. So he looks up. Like, looks at everybody yelling. You can kind of hear people, you know? Yeah. And he looks down at his uh, reserve, and we're like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. He's falling like a rock. You yeah. know how fast you fall. Yeah. And uh, pulls his reserve, right? It malfunctions. No. <laughs> Dude, it, the the little spring, you know, the loaded yeah. thing? It fucking it, it hits, yeah. up, it hits up halfway and doesn't go. So then everyone's like, pull it out, pull it out. And he looks at them. He's still mouth free. <laughs> he looks down. He pulls this thing, and it finally inflates. And uh, it inflates a second before he hits the ground. He hits yeah. the ground. And uh, everybody runs towards him. And I run towards him because I'm freaking out too. You're like, I fucked with this kid. I'm, I'm, no, like, he's I'm like, this dead. kid's gonna die. Howard is my fault. I'm so sorry. You, combat engineers deserve you know deserve you. And I get to him and they're like, they're like, don't move, don't move, stay on the ground. He's trying to get up. He's still mouth breathing. And I'm like, Howard, dude. And they're like, get the fuck out of your Jones. And I'm like, Howard, you're alive. What do you want to do, dude? You just survived. And he's like, I want a pizza. And I was like, dude, you're so stupid. So we took him to a strip club that night. Yeah. I think we broke curfew, but it was totally worth yeah, it. He'd yeah. never been to a strip club. It's pretty hard for that kid to put that shoot on the next day, right? After dude, that. He, he's so stupid, dude. He put yeah. that, that, he put, you know what? He's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. You know, brave, you know, stupid, same so, thing. So airborne school, when I got to airborne school in Benning, I was like two weeks of ground training. I was oh, like, are you kidding me? I know. Because I went in Ireland yeah. and it was, uh, I remember it distinctly, they, they pull the parachute out yeah. to show us how it deploys. Yeah. They, they read, it was like pre-jump. They read, hey, if you land in wires, do this. If you land in water, do this. If you land in, <laughs> okay, get in the fucking plane. And it was like three hours of training oh, and we got in the plane and we jumped and it was fine. Yeah. It's gravity. Yeah. Gravity you, does most of the work. You can't miss the earth. You really can't. But you yeah. can miss the country. Yeah. And you're probably, in those early days, if I'd have had a malfunction, I don't know if I'd have known what to do, man. I, I, I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to jump anyway because <laughs> I'd rather die yeah. than refuse to jump. You know? Oh man! Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I I think airborne school is overplayed, man. What's and, your What's your favorite aircraft to jump out of? Uh, free fall or static line? Oh, uh, static line. Uh, I I jumped a bunch from from C one thirties. Yeah, and I jumped that from helicopters bite. a lot. Ramp off C one thirty. Yeah, reverse yeah. bite. Yeah, and I jumped from uh, we jumped a lot out of those. What are those small planes with a ramp? Oh, uh, dude, that's an army thing. That's yeah, an army it's I like a contracted USASOC plane. I jumped a bunch out of those, okay, yeah. and they were cool for free file. Like those big, huge, like C-17s and shit. Oh, yeah, jumping out of them are great. Like cause <laughs> when you hit that hill, it's mm. so easy to get stable coming Dang, off the back of that awesome. thing, as opposed to jumping out of a helicopter where you fall for a long time before you can control anything because it's dead air. Yeah, you, dude, you're not. You have that, to pick up speed before you can control your body. So it's like just, it's fun, but with a rucksack on, it might take you for a ride for a little bit, you know? Yeah, you know I am so yeah. glad I don't have to do that shit anymore, man. I'm <laughs> I, telling you, I, I'm broke not, as fuck. Do you not uh, skydive uh, no, civilian? No, oh, I, I did. Should. I did civilian. Okay. I had a civilian skydive at one yeah. license at one point, but now... I'm like, man, I don't know how many more times I can bounce and walk away, you know? Yeah, so I, mean, I was like, I'm fucking glad I, mean, I don't. You can just glide in. But I got hundreds time. of jumps, and I believe I, it, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not playing that shit anymore. I, I get it. So yeah. so we're we're taking a vote for uh, C-130 for static line? Yeah. That's bold. Or, or you know, the, the easier one is that, what's the name of that bird? Austin, what's the name of that bird, What, man? Chinook? Like a helicopter? No, the, the little uh, prop plane bird with the ramp on it. There's oh, like, dude. There's like thousands of people that are going, I know what that's called. I oh, and they're out there and they're like yeah, making fun of you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It just, it doesn't I, matter. TBI, man. I can't remember shit. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to anyway, pull it. Awesome. That, Look that up. <laughs> that, that was my favorite for yeah. Static Line because it was so easy. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, for free fall, like C seventeen, man. Yeah, Fucking, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I jumped cool. into Jordan. Yeah, and there was yeah, that's your that Jordanian King is kind of a badass. He is. Yeah. He went to the Q course. Did he he's really? A Green Beret. He's yeah. a pretty cool guy, from what I hear. Yeah, he is. And uh, did you meet him? Yeah, I never. He did a he did a visit at Casadic when I was there one time, yeah. and he uh, they did a big demo for him, and I saw him, but I never actually met him. Okay, but uh, yeah, he went to the Q course. But I I jumped into Jordan, and it was like six of us on my team, mm-hmm. and we were in a C seventeen, and we were the only ones. Did you? Oh. We, we could have played fucking football in the back <laughs> of that thing. It was so. I was like, what a waste of money, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've done a couple of jumps where it's like three people in the C one thirty that like lifts off. I'm like, dude, is the military yeah. paying for? Like, I know. How right? much is this costing people? Yeah, fuel alone. Like, I know. people. Are getting yeah. furious right now. They're like, "Wait, you guys, what?" I'm like, oh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." What about you? What's the best board to jump out of? Oh, I mean, for static line. So, yeah, all I have is static line. For mm-hmm. the oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, I thought it was I, part of your pipeline for free. No, fall. no, no, no. Not for not for tack piece. C twenty. No, not when it. No, that's no, not it. Okay. No. Um. No. For not for tack P. Okay. Um, it can you, you can get it later on, but isn't the big selling point with you guys that you can infill with anybody? <laughs> not, That's not, for pararescue and combat control, right? They, I, I they, thought it was you guys too, because if an ODA is going into Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you got to go with them. Well, you have to realize that most TACPs run conventional stuff, oh, so you have your okay. ST TACPs, your special tactics, and one thousand percent those guys do all mm-hmm. that. Kind of is there stuff. another selection for that? Yeah, absolutely. there is. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. fucking selection yeah. courses, but dude. Selection <laughs> on selection, dude. Selection to get into selection, but yeah, yeah those guys absolutely, um, yeah. you know, specialize more. But okay. for your conventional TACPs, I mean. They can get it, but primarily yeah. you're talking airborne for these guys and mm. air assault and all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. But um, so for, for Static, you know, Sear was interesting because we had a bunch of um, Hueys from the Vietnam War, mm. and we actually operated those quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I did, a, I did a lot of my jumps from those Hueys. dead air too, man, <sighs> until it opens up, yeah. It's interesting. So I've done um, civilian skydiving from helicopters yeah. and then Static Land from helicopters. And Static Land from helicopters is so nice, especially the Huey. There's so little downdraft, yeah. Um, and it's going so slow. You know, obviously a helicopter mm-hmm. can go very slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So your jumps on them are so smooth. You know, yes. you jump, and obviously you got you have that. It's cool from a helicopter because with a C-130, a C-17, when you jump out of them, like you jump and you you get you hit wash, you like you get all yeah. that, mm-hmm. you get get all that, that prop wash, throw, everything. Yeah. You feel like, dude, you feel like you're you just jumped out of a car going like you yeah. know, super fast, obviously. <laughs> but um, with a helicopter, you feel that that. That moment of falling. Yes. I think that's really cool. It's like falling I, off a building. For, it, it yeah. is. And it's mm-hmm. and a lot of people think that, you know, skydiving is always like that. But most of the time with skydiving, you're 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 jumping out of the side of a Cessna yeah. and you're going pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to jump out of a helicopter because yeah. you get that sensation. You're like, I'm going zero. Yeah. Here's my acceleration. Yeah. Here's the wind picking mm-hmm. up. It's such a cool it really sensation. Is. And yeah. so I've always loved jumping from yeah. helos. And is is free fall school something you want to do in the military? Is course, that a goal dude, of it's, yours? It's everybody's goal to, yeah, to go yeah. there. But Right now, there's a lot of issues going on with some of those freefall schools. Is there? Yeah, I know that there's been some guys killed, and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure specifically what's going on with certifications for them, but um, we're kind of on a hold. So I mean, with any luck, I would love to go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. If, you, if you have a slot for me, hey, I, I might be able to pull some strings. <laughs> I, I know people. You know um, people. Yeah, you know what me. was interesting going to freefall school in Ireland too? Yeah, hit me. was no wind tunnel. Really? Yeah, you learned how to control your body while plummeting to the ground. <laughs> oh my god! Really? No, no wind, wind tunnel. tunnel no wind tunnel, dude. Yep. Tunnel time, like you got to be a tunnel rat, right? That's like the 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 idea is that if you have like fifteen minutes of tunnel time, yeah, you can be like a sky god. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
And it was really cool because when I was in B23 as a team sergeant, we had a contract with the local wind tunnel. Okay. So if we were doing an infill jump, we'd pack our rucks for the jump and we'd go fly our rucks in the wind tunnel before oh, we flew them out of the perfect. bird. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. But back then, no wind tunnel. Hey, no way. get in the bird and stop being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you guys learn all the stuff like the left right turn we, we learned it on these over. you know these boards that mechanics use to go on there no Civil, way you did you did civilians still use those they're like alright touch your elbow to your knee yeah, cap and like, yeah. You're fast, this is how you turn fast. and then they turn you it's like something I do to my kids to teach I them I know <laughs> yeah but don't civilians still use those boards that they can do their formations yeah, yeah, on you, and you absolutely use the boards those things yeah yeah you do but I mean but it's not in lieu of it's a wind not, tunnel it's not a wind tunnel <laughs> <laughs> alright now tuck your knees and you're gonna flip over right yeah. now you know dude i remember in ireland i had like six jumps or something yeah. break free for, i had no idea what i was doing oh the fact God. that i lived through them all was a mar- miracle right that, that we, went, a- we went to do this big high speed jump from a high speed aircraft yeah. and from like way high that i'd never done before and they're like how many jumps you got and i'm like uh six and they're like you can't do this and i was like i can you know because yeah. i was young yeah you're like i and can do this i got that we rigged up and everything and, and uh, the jump got kanked at the end because of weather and I was thinking later on maybe years later I was like I'd have died because I had no idea what I was doing I didn't even know how to get stable oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what what altitude were you guys going to jump at I, I think it was like 18 grand or yeah, something which yeah. was high because yeah. a lot of our jumps were like 10 yeah 12, 12, 12 yeah, 14 yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember doing free fall and like being so rigid. You know, people, it's yeah. counterintuitive, right? You're falling to your death, but you have to relax. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, you got to yeah. relax, yeah. right? Yeah. Chill yeah. out yeah. as you're falling. But like if you go stiff like that, yeah. the wind will just push you yep. around. And I yeah. remember that happening yeah. probably yeah. on my you start sixth. start potato chipping. Yeah, yep. you do. Yep. And then you, once you start losing control, it's harder oh, to yeah. gain it. So uh, I'm glad I didn't Arch jump. your back, right? Yeah, yeah. Arch your back and, and relax. relax. Yeah. Relax, yeah. Um, all right, cool, man. So. That that's your goal. Are you gonna stay in? You think? Yeah, more? absolutely. You yeah. know, I really, really loved my time in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a great experience. And the biggest thing that I like is I meet great people. Yeah, you know, there's mm-hmm. some really phenomenal people in the military that I've I've learned a lot from. Yeah. And so, you know, like obviously there there's there's more opportunity I feel like outside of the military as far as like monetary goes, but like. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah. so much uh, experience and, and life knowledge and all that stuff, and I'm meeting great people. And I just, I, I just really love it, man. I love the tempo. Mm-hmm. I love everything goes along. So, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll be staying in for a, for a while yeah. more. more yeah, and when you, when you, if you can do it and get to the end, and you get your retirement, yeah. and, and it, it gives you the ability to chase something else. That, but you know, we were in the van today. We were up shooting long guns, and, yeah, and oh, yeah. just the, the chatter between the four of us and all that. It's oh, like yeah. it's like pure military chatter. Pure right? military. <laughs> there, there's people in the civilian world would be shocked if the if, oh, the, if there was God. a camera yeah. on in the, in that van. We'd you know, never be president, neither <laughs> any of us. That's a, that's a no go. It, it's good, shit, you know, man. I mean, I think the intre- most interesting thing about the military is you hit like this. There's this point in your life where you're like, I'm going to join the military. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that is such like a, I mean, for so many people, it's so unceremonious. I know it wasn't like huge for me. You know, it wasn't like a huge what ceremony. What was the trigger? There had to be a trigger that just it, said you know, one it, day. It was, I, it was, I was sitting in med school, dude. And mm-hmm. it was just, I was. Not happy. I was just unhappy. Man. Yeah. I was yeah. unhappy. And I just hated being indoors. And yeah. I was like, I bet if I, if I joined the military, I bet I could 
be outdoors. And oh boy, yeah, you'll, you're going to be, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be outdoors. You want. How much, how yeah. much outdoors you want, boy. Yeah, and then, yeah. uh, you know, I was digging holes, you know, a, a year later, but now uh, you're, now you're like, I'd love to be indoors. I'd love to be indoors. <laughs> now I, now I treasure my time indoors, but no, it's, it, you know, I just hit that point. I was like, you know what? I'm young. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a cutoff. There is an age cutoff for the military. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I hit that cutoff and I can no longer do it, this is my only chance to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and after that, and I asked myself, I said, well, are you going to regret not joining the military? That, that's key right yeah, there. Man. A lot of people do that. They, they, they take the safe option because yeah. they got a job and it's okay and they got an income. Yeah. And then years later, they're like, man. And, oh, and yeah. you know, people DM me on Instagram and I, I, I have a fraction of the followers you have. So I'm sure you don't Dude, answer followers, DMs. Followers do not matter, man. Right. But, but I'm sure you don't answer DMs because you probably get too many, oh, right? I, I try. Yeah. I but try. I get a lot and you probably get a lot too. I get a lot of young guys going, I was thinking about going in the military yeah. and oh, all that. All the time. I'll be like, look, dude, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Yeah. Because you'll regret it when you're 40 if you don't do yep. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. You know, that that's it, man. I had a really good buddy of mine. Yeah. And he was thinking about joining the military right as I was transitioning over to TAC P. And I was like, man, because he was he was like me. He had gone to college and he was like, Man, I've just always really wanted to to serve. I just really mm-hmm. want to be in the military. And I was like, he's a he's such a good JTAC now. Yeah. But um, I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, you have to look at it this way. Like, are you gonna get older and uh, you're gonna be like, wow. Yeah. I, I missed it. I, I wish I would have done that. And he said, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think so. And I said, well, you know what you need to do? And he uh, he enlisted. Uh, I'm super proud of this dude. And uh, he he went through the TACP schoolhouse. Um, he actually got, he actually, we were supposed to go in through the same time. And he was pretty pumped. But uh, he ended up going through uh, before me. And he got out and he, he became a great JTAC. He's, just yeah. a, he's a great dude. And yeah, I'm so proud of this guy. But yeah, man, like, you know, he's doing all the military bullshit, but he's like, dude, yeah, he loves it. You know what I mean? And I was like, dude, you did this, you know, and now he's looking forward to what is he going to do next, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, and he's like, well, what's going on next? I'm like, dude, no matter what you did, what, mm-hmm. what you could when you're young, you yeah, know what and I mean? Th- there's a lot of times in the military where it sucks, right? Oh, and it's dude. part of the journey. Tons, tons of times I'm like, I am out. I yeah, am never coming yeah. back. But I'm going to go AWOL. But you generally, I don't think you remember those things years later. You remember all the good times oh, and, yeah. and, the, and the people, right? Oh, yeah. The people Absolutely. Are, are freaking cool. The, the connections you make with people, yeah. I know you're going to agree. Yeah. There's nothing like the connection you, because you're, you, nowhere do you do you live so closely with somebody and go through such intense yeah. experiences yeah. as and, you do in the military. Shared hardship. Build, oh, build strong bonds, like yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. Like it, it, somebody, somebody shot me a DM on uh, Instagram. They're like, "How did you get that job with Fieldcraft?" Yeah, and I was like, uh, "A couple of reasons: <laughs> thirty-five years of military experience. Yeah, that's one." And of them. I was on the same team as Mike Glover, and we kill people shoulder to shoulder in Iraq. And and yeah. that that bond you create in combat, especially, is unbreakable, right? So. I was like, yeah, that that's a couple of reasons, right? That's a couple of reasons <laughs> right there. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and so, well, I'm gonna ask you a question actually. So send it. If so <laughs> wow. If somebody if somebody were to ask you and they said, All right, I'm thinking about joining the military. And you nothing else. That's all they told you. Yeah. What, what are you gonna tell them? I would say, What are your goals? Yeah. And if they they said, I want to shoot people in the face, I'd tell them to go to Ranger Regiment. <laughs> I would yeah. and I've never served yeah. in the Ranger okay. Regiment but I have a lot of respect for it for Great the Ranger guys. Regiment SF uh, if you want to get on a t- get into the shit quickly mm. the Ranger Regiment concentrate on uh, basic training airborne school rip 
Yep. Um, and then you go in as a private, right? And then you go yeah. to ranger school later on. And I just interviewed a guy who was in ranger. Oh, cool. And uh, great guys, so, professionals. Yes, yeah, yeah great absolutely. I, like there's guys who have been in SF for 12, 15 years mm. that still wear a ranger regiment scroll, and they, <laughs> they consider themselves rangers, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So the greatest breed of core, right? Yeah. And um, a great pipeline for the army. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a pipetter, is Ranger Regiment for a couple of years, yep. SF for a couple of years, and yep. go to Delta, right? Yeah. That's the that's the dream. That's, that's, pipeline, the, that's the right. It's hard that's to do. Top of, top of the food chain, it right really there. is, right? Yeah. But SF is getting very much more focused on non-pipetting things, and yeah. I will tell you now because I just talked to a guy the other day, very unconventional warfare, and and the things that make SF. I got to do a lot of door kicking in SF just because I was in the right place at the right time. Doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else. Yeah. Me and Mike were just in the right place at the right time. And there, yeah. There's a lot of other guys. What a, what a great experience! Though. Oh, it was fantastic. It really was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I would tell somebody if you want to if you want to be a pipe hitter. Go to Ranger Regiment, right? Yeah. If you want to come in and get college money and, and try to do find not, a do skill. Do not do any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how people do that, but you'll, you'll find yourself laying under a vehicle, changing out an oil filter, <laughs> yeah. and, and you'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a buddy, uh, you know, we were just at NTC. We just finished an NTC rotation recently, and that's mind-numbing going, th- going there. No, it is. I've oh, been there, God. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And uh, my buddy... Um, one of the guys in our unit is a young guy, really smart, um, could have gone to college easily. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting there, just nothing was really happening. I was like, what does it feel like to know that your buddies right now are just having sex with the hottest chicks in the world and <laughs> you're here, uh, you know, jerking off in a porta potty <laughs> He was like, I hate you so much, sir. And, you know, but, you know, there is hardship, but but that. Yeah, it builds character. It really it does. Builds it really it does. builds yeah, character. It really does. It does. When, when's the last time you were in NTC? Uh, we were just there. Um, oh God, what was the rotation we were on? We were there and through March fifteenth. So did like, they still have the big open shitters with no like no walls? They probably don't because I was there in the nineties. Oh no, it's and there was a now. room with like thirty shitters and like no partitions. Well, they put partitions in now. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty high class now. So I was taking a shit and uh, this guy come in. Yeah, and he sits right next to him. I'm dude, like, that's really, cool. dude? That's a power move, what actually. The fuck? <laughs> that's a power move. I'm like, really? <laughs> that's, that's a power move right there. Well, I'm, I'm so used to, you know, moving around in small teams and digging cat holes and all that stuff. Yeah, so like, yeah. First yeah. time I was working in a big army and, you know, you get those shitter tents. It's like that little, like, it just smells awful and there's yeah. like a bucket and I was yeah. like, what is happening? I'm like, <laughs> I feel like it's better just to uh, shit in the desert and smush it with a rock or something. I've heard this throughout my career. Is it true that when Air Force people have to stay in army accommodations that they get extra money because oh, it oh, sucks yeah. so bad? Is that actually 1, true? One thousand percent Is it really? Yeah. No, oh. it's not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> Damn. No, I wish, dude. Yeah. I wish. Um so here, here's the thing about it is that tip. Say I it. think I I think that overall for TDYs, I think we get better entitlements. I think you I do. Think, I think okay. so. I really yeah. do think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the same as the army when we were out on our last TDY, but I think that generally the air force is is kind of cooler. So, I mean, this this comparison to big army conventional, but like you mm-hmm. know, we flew in, we stayed at hotels and stuff, and we kind of got out pretty quick. You know, I know they got bust down, that kind of sucks. So, yeah. you know, I think I think that's kind of the difference. And maybe you're not you're not paid more, but I think I think it's I think yeah. the treatment's a little the bit army, better. I, so I ran all the travel for Force Mod when yeah. I ran that shop, and it, like the army have very strict rules. Like, oh, yeah. when you go to the airport, you can't pay for. Uh, seven dollar a night parking. You have to pay for six dollars. Okay, great. You you saved a dollar. I've seen you squander a million dollars yesterday. You know, <laughs> I watched really? a, watch a PFC break like a, a torque bar on like an Apache, and it cost you guys like yeah, ten million dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. No, it's funny. No, I, you know, really, I mean, 
when you talk about like what branch to join, and that's always a question I get. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah. should I join the yeah. Air Force or should I join the Navy? I'm like, yeah. never, never. The, as long as you don't join the Coast Guard, everyone will love you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love the Coast Guard, guys. Um, but man, I, I, the thing I always tell them, because I always get the question, what branch should I join? And I'm like, dude, it's job dependent. What job do you want? Yeah. They're like, well, I want to be a ranger. I'm like, well, guess what? There's yeah. only one branch that has right, rangers, yeah. dude. So unless you want to be a park ranger. Kinda, kinda, <laughs> unless you want to be a park ranger, kind of narrows it down a yeah, little bit. Yeah. So. It's just all about what job do you want to do. Yeah, and, you know? and everybody brings something to the table. And oh, yeah. there's these inner inner uh, service rivalry that always Oh, dude, I will dog on you for oh, the rest yeah, of your yeah. life. I'll call you this chair force. I don't mind. <laughs> you should. You should. It's a technical branch for the most part. Yeah. Um, but everybody brings, everybody brings something to the fight, yeah. you know, except for Coast Guard. Except for the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, just, uh, it's such cool an easy. Bean. All right. When did you start on social media? Well, you know, um, I think I got... I think I really committed to it. Um, I would say like towards the end of 2017. Okay, towards that's not end- that long ago. For for did you did you learn from somebody or just figure it out as you go along? Funny enough, I just kind of figured it out. As did you? Along. Yeah, yeah I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I just started. I uh, I made a video on I think it was the Mark 18 to start, or mm-hmm. maybe it was gear. One of them. I know one of my first gear videos was like on long range packs because at the time I was a guy just going all out mm-hmm. and out and outs, and you know you're always out. So I'm like, oh, I I, I can pack my pack pretty well. I know what to put in. And yeah. I made a video about this, and I thought this is common knowledge. And some guy immediately commented. He's like, you said to put your weight at the top of the pack. You're supposed to put the weight at your bottom of your pack. I was like, oh my god, people don't know this stuff. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Maybe Maybe there's a yeah, yeah. maybe we can dole out some knowledge, and so I started yeah. just making videos, and they took off, and I think it was just honestly, man, like this right time, right place, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I, I'm just a dude making videos, man, yeah. because I talked to guys like you and and Mike and stuff, and dude, you guys have so much knowledge, man. And I'm like, I'm like I'm in, I'm in, like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting next to you, and you spent so much time shaping um, such critical components of of special operations capabilities. I'm like. I'm over here <laughs> making like a video on packs and stuff. I'm like, dude, I have so much to learn from you people from from you guys you guys, you know. So like social media doesn't matter, man. It's just it's, such it's, a weird thing. So it's I, so weird. I, I I I've talked about this before, but I had nothing. Like a year ago, eight months ago, I had nothing. I barely had an email address, right? Because when you're in soft, you're like, oh, you can't do that. And the truth is, when you get out, nobody gives a fuck, yeah, man. Nobody cares if you're in soft, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't care either, right? So yeah, yeah. I asked Mike, hey, can I come? Because I wanted to come here and teach. I love yeah. to teach. And, and I'm like, Mike, can I come here and work for you? And stay anonymous. And Mike was like, yeah. no, you can't. No, you can't. People, people need he's to like, know. no. Yeah. So then I posted some stuff yeah. when he showed me how, and I still suck at it, but... You're awful. And then my, no, you're great. You're actually getting I'm pretty good. Terrible. Yeah. No, I'm terrible. Don't pretend you looked at my shit, man. I do, actually. I looked at your last post, and I was like, ooh, that could be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it could, yeah. Where's your so, social media guy on that one? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a lot he's of work He's great. Do. Actually, funny enough, not to derail, but I actually know that... I know your social media guy. You like do, we, yeah. We you actually, worked in Sierra with him. Yeah, yeah. It's a small military world. It really? Dude. Okay, is. sorry. It not really to, is. Not to derail, but yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to stay anonymous, but but people wanted to. Uh, Mike was like, people know need to know who they're training with, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you started with doing packs. Did when did you go into guns then, or did you? You know, I I've just always loved, loved shooting guns, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just started. Do you have a template for when you make a video? Or absolutely, do, yeah. absolutely. I follow yeah. the format. 
Yeah. You're Let's, trying to turn this on me. I'm, I'm trying to keep I'm this I'm trying to turn I, it on you. <laughs> this is yours. People are sick of listening I'm, to me. Oh, They're like, who's gosh. that Australian guy? Uh, yeah. I, I, was, I was at a sniper comp one time, and I had my guys with me. Yeah. And it was in West Virginia, and there was a bunch of uh, good old boys from West Virginia. Yeah. We got to know them later on, you know, yeah. became good friends of us. And Those got, West Virginians are weird. Oh, they are. They, they can shoot a gun, but oh, I'll tell God, you, man, yeah. Yeah, I'd go there to a sniper comp, and I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I'm a Green Beret sniper, and they'd fucking crush me. And I'm like, damn, the boys, boys been shooting since they're three. But they were telling a little us, younger. Yeah, they were telling us, they were on the group, and they were like, who are those guys? Are they, are they Special Forces guys? And one guy said, yeah, I think they are. I don't know who they are, but that Australian guy's in charge of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, what is the accent? Are you, are you Mexican or Australian yeah. or, or what is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's hilarious. I mean, I, I bet... I can't imagine how many times in your military career, especially in the army, people uh, coming up to you and they're like, "Whoa, that accent, great! Uh, what are you? Uh, yeah, are you Russian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard it all. Chinese? Are you from the northeast? I'm like, yes, northeast, yes, northeastern Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> or it'll be like, are you Scottish or English or uh, are you from Boston? I heard that one a few times. And are leprechauns real? I've heard that a bunch. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that good is insult. a good one. And and. A couple of times they were just poking fun, yeah. but at least once they were absolutely serious. No way. I am not joking. So yeah. here's a question. How, how did it take a long time? Because your accent's not that thick. You know, did it, it took did a it while. Fade? Did it fade? So I, I, when I worked at the uh, sniper school for three years and yeah. you're teaching every day, you yeah. have to modify the way you talk yeah. or people won't understand you. Every now and again, it slips out. If I talk to my brother on the phone, straight back into Irish mode. What if, uh, what if you drink? <laughs> I probably would kick back into okay. it, right? Yeah, I know what's pretty, happening. <laughs> pretty hard, yeah. Um, but every now and again, it slips, yeah. and I, I try to control it. And but if like if I talk to somebody in my family in Ireland, they think I have an American accent. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I've picked up a lot of American like ways of speaking and stuff. So oh, that's he's turning it on me anyway. I know. My bad. I love. I love. I love just. I like yeah, to listen shoot, to people, people like when I you know. just shoot the shit, man. I know. Um, tell me your format for making a video, so I can yeah, sure. So I can so, steal it. I mean, so, oh, absolutely. <laughs> dude. It's it's very simple, and people who watch my videos will easily be able to identify it. So show the product, right? Mm -hmm. Show how it works. Um, show it in action, and then show them show them the product again, and then hit your intro. And then all I do is talk about the gun from the tip of the barrel all the way down to the butt sock. Just mm. move through in a chronological order. And as you hit things that are important to it, such as you hit the receiver, you talk about the action. How does the gas system work? How does it feel to shoot? You know, how does that all work when you hit the, the barrel? Talk about the accuracy. It's mm -hmm. a very simple, just incremental review process. And it's very, it's nothing new. Yeah, Everybody's done it. I'm, I'm not doing anything different. Um, you know, I just, I do it in my own style and, and people like it. And that's and, cool. I, but, I, but you put it, you put a... Uh, like I could do a video on a gun right now, right? This table and people It'd be would, phenomenal. People will turn it off after about <laughs> ten be seconds because it's not entertaining, right? You gotta be running and gunning and shooting and you gotta implement some of that stuff into your videos yeah, like for you sure. do, right? For sure. Do you get uh, industry that says, Hey Mike, we want you to do a video on our gun? For sure. All and the then time. you do it mm -hmm. and you're like, This thing sucks. <laughs> Did he get mad? Well, so I know you probably don't put it that way. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I mean with and that's what people don't understand. So everyone wants is like, oh man, trash that gun. Yeah, but yeah. As you know, there's there's very few manufacturers who are putting out a, a product that's absolutely shit. Yeah, but it, I mean, I would s imagine you would say I would prefer to charge and handle be on the other side, something like that. So what what I what I do is like, if I have a problem with a product, I call the company and I say, hey, your gun is doing X Y Z, and they'll say, okay. That's normal. That's not normal. But in any case, they're typically going to take a look at it. And so they took a, they'll 
they'll take a look at it and they'll be like, okay, yeah, there's a problem with this gun. And then I'll just include that in my review. I had mm-hmm. that happen with like DSA. DSA is very cool about that. So I had a bolt break at like 90 rounds in my first DSA. Mm. And I hit up DSA before the review. I'm like, hey, yo, your bolt broke. I'm not going to just do a review and be like, they're fucking bolt broke. Like, fuck this piece of trash. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Any part can fail yeah. early on or yeah. later. It, things happen. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so I was like, hey, what's up? So they gave me a new bolt. And so in the video, I said, hey, look, it failed at 90. They replaced mm-hmm. it. Stuff happens. Is this indicative? It's hard to say because I'm a sample of one. You know, yeah. that's what people don't understand. Yeah, They're yeah. like, well, this happened to your gun. Why didn't you like trash them? Like, because it's a sample of one, yeah. dude. And unless I find widespread examples of that, it's hard to trash a gun. And like, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be unfair. Yeah. You don't want to be unfair to people. And so I just try to be as fair and as even keeled as possible. And that pisses off a lot of people because people want, they like drama. They and that do. Type of stuff. Yeah, but they like, do. The fact of the matter is, like I said before, not many people are putting out really shitty guns. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. even High Point puts out a gun that works. You know, yeah. I don't like how it works. <laughs> and I don't like the gun, yeah. and, I, and I and I shit talk it, but it, it's a gun and it works. You know, yeah. there's there's it's just yeah it's terrible yeah. guns out there, and yeah, you know, there's ergonomic yeah. problems, but you know, yeah, which is harder to do, Instagram or YouTube? Instagram, God, is it? Do you get more trolls on Instagram? No, um, we we've, we've talked about this. Yeah. How you how you deal with the trolls who. Played Call of Duty a lot, and they're like, "Oh, that's well, not right." That's like, shut the fuck up, man. Everybody, yeah. everybody wants to have a valued opinion. Are they? Do they feel? Because somebody told me this, I think it might have been Mike Glover, but yeah. when they post something, they 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 want attention, and they want to feel connected to you in some way, or they feel like their 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 opinion is is valued. And so, there's a couple things to this. So let me let me start. By when when I got married um, to my wife, um, and she kind of got it and got you know had to look at my she just happened to look at my comments. She's like, these people are fucking weird. Yeah, and I, you know the best way to explain it is like, it's hard to interact in lo- online. It's very hard to interact online, and people are just really interested in what you're doing, and that's cool. People are interested in what I'm doing. And that's really cool because the whole reason I started my YouTube channel, like the real reason, is I really wanted to sp- to up the amount of exposure people could get to the second amendment it's Mm -hmm. really important to me that people know that it's important and it is their right to own Mm -hmm. a firearm they don't have to but should they choose that is absolutely within their rights um not only as an american citizen but just as a human just to own that and be able to protect themselves and that's what it's for Mm -hmm. it's for protection it's for uh possibly uprooting governments should they become tyrannical it's not for anything else you know that's Mm -hmm. all it's for and i'm all about spreading that message message and so these people who comment with sometimes weird stuff, you know, like they just want to be recognized and yeah. they want to be a part of it. Maybe they're not good at that. Maybe they comment weird. Maybe they're weird people, but you know what? They're they're putting effort into into saying something to you, and so I try to to respond to it, you know. And if it's weird, I'll I'll, I'll try to recorrect recorrect what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're just interested and they just want to know. And, and sometimes they're weird because it's just, it's the fucking internet, and it's and there's it's anonymous, so you yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah, and there's a lot of tough. It's 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 tough though because people will come at you hard. Yeah, you know, people come at you very hard because, like we talked about earlier, everybody wants to have their. Um, opinion be valued. Yeah. Right. So, for example, let's take me and you. Let's say, let's say you're talking about something about long range shooting. Without a doubt, you are an absolute authority on long range shooting. You are. No, I'm not. Yes, you okay. are. Stop. <laughs> so, I could hop in there if I was an internet guy, mm-hmm. right? And I'd say, well, that's pretty good. But, you know, if I was shooting long range, um, I'd probably do this instead of the way you work that bolt. My, mm-hmm. I think my way is a lot better. But I might not have any experience. But the thing of the matter, the fact of the matter is, like, 
my breadth of experience is way less than yours. So all I know is that tiny little piece. Mm. And you know, it's that thing where you think you know a lot when you don't. Mm-hmm. And so the, he just, he, <laughs> he wants to have a valued opinion, but the fact of the matter is that not everyone's opinions matter yeah. on everything. Yeah. Your opinion will matter on things that you are knowledgeable on. Yeah. But yeah. if, if you're not, you know, it, it's just, it's tough. But you answer a lot of those questions, I right? Try. And I how try. many comments do you typically get on, on a YouTube video? On a day? Yeah. Like uh, per day, I think I average um, between one to 4,000 comments a day. How does somebody manage that? And you have a full-time job. I have a full-time job in the yeah. military. That's um, crazy. Because I, I can't manage it and I'm retired. <laughs> but well, I get mad. I yeah. look at a stupid comment. I'm like, block. <laughs> I, I let everything go on. You and, do, yeah. And, you told me that. And I, I was like, Damn. You know, yeah. and I, I just if if someone has has a an idea that's wrong, I, I I don't I don't want them to to be harshly told they're wrong, but I do want them to to realize that they're wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause you what can about the be guy who's just a smart ass comment? Yeah, which there, got it has it's not really an opinion. It's yeah. just a fucking sharpshooting. Yeah, yeah, sure. So like I like uh, I've been married once. I've been married twice. Right, I have one divorce in my life. So yeah. like somebody everyone's all will hop in and be like, "Oh, you were divorced once." I'm like, I'm like, wow. What does that I'm have like, to do with I'm anything? Like, I'm like, well, I'm I'm doing pretty good because in the military, you know, most people yeah, <laughs> are looking away more. No, but you know, um, yeah, I, there, I, I was at a sniper comp in, yeah. in Fort Benning. Uh-huh. And there was four of us from SF. Yeah. And there was a private who was out on, um, they get these weekends off in basic training sometimes, yeah. but they have to wear a uniform. I'm sorry to segue. No, no, you're good. When hit I me. think of a story, no, I have to no, tell it. Me. So uh, this this kid was like a private E2, and he was yeah. with his girlfriend and a couple uh, of other people in yeah. this restaurant. And us four SF guys are in the, in the booth eating chow. Yeah. And uh, he gets up in the middle of it. He goes down on one knee. No. He, he proposes to his girlfriend. Oh, my God. She accepts. Everybody starts clapping. Of course. Such a joyous uh. occasion. But then when everything calmed down, the, one of the guys that was with me, uh, Ed, who uh, anybody who knows uh, the circles knows Ed, but yeah. Ed was a, a character. Mm-hmm. I say was because he, he, he's passed away, but mm-hmm. he... Uh, Ed, it, as soon as this calmed down, Ed shouts over, hey, kid, we have nine marriages between the four of us. <laughs> and just burst his beautiful moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a dick. No. To be, I, w- I want to put it out there for any of you who are uh, thinking about going to join the military. You probably shouldn't get engaged right after basic. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Probably not. Yeah. And if she's a stripper in, in uh, Columbus, Georgia, it's probably a worse <laughs> That's probably idea. probably a, a real yeah, worse idea. Yeah. Um, God, what, what was I, I even talking know. about? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm derailed. At I'm this sorry. Point. Yeah. No, you're good. No, um, so oh, trolls, right? Yeah, they're out there, right? Yeah, and, and they're gonna go. So usually I back and forth with them because they they get bored eventually. Just back and forth. I just you know they'll say yeah. you're divorced. I'm like like many other military. What's members. your point? Yeah, and he's like he's like well you know we know. I'm like I'm like I I know <laughs> and then like she knows too and you know and yeah. then they'll eventually get get bored of it and if they don't then I've I've had to block very few people. And just for being disrespectful, asshole, and just, trying to get a pick a fight, almost. I always try to pick a fight, but I yeah. never, I never let my head get. I try not to let my head get to me. Yeah. I try to just yeah. remain calm yeah. and happy, and yeah. they get bored eventually. I don't know. Like, oh, social media is a weird place, man. And it like, is. you can get so wrapped up in it, but like I said before, man, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What's the What's the biggest mistakes people make on social media? I think posting, like mm-hmm. posting videos on YouTube, posting on Instagram, yeah. and because I'm new at this and I yeah, suck at sure. it, like I said. But well, the biggest thing is consistency. You know, so right. if there's anything you can do, people, if if people are going to come visit your page and look at your stuff, they need to know that there's going to be new content right? every day. Well, it depends. Right yeah. for Instagram, it should be every day. 
really. Instagram's very much so a fast-moving environment. YouTube, not so much. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the video, though. And it depends on your format. It, it depends on your audience and, mm-hmm. and what you're what you're tagging. And you kind of have to have to tailor it to that. But when it comes to Instagram, Instagram's a fast-moving environment. People mm-hmm. don't go back to posts and look at old posts. They, yeah. Very few do. Yeah. Like, I have, what, 300 and I think 16,000 followers right now. Every once in a while, I'll see maybe twice or three times a day, somebody will go back through and like like all my posts, like mm-hmm. discover it and, and check all my old stuff. But that's three of of all my new followers yeah. I'm getting like per day. How far back did they go typically? They go all the way to the back. Like no, I, I like get, like somebody new goes to your goes to your account. Yeah. Um, how far back? How, did they go? how far back in posts Dude, did they go? Ten. I'll, I'll have people go all the way back to the beginning. Do they really? Dude, and huh? like I'm talking like we're talking like 500 posts. <laughs> like wow. they get back to the beginning. And like I think my first post is me shooting trap and skeet at Markham Park in Florida mm. and with a 1897 full extra tur- turkey yeah, choke shotgun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's commented and he was like. Made it to the end. <laughs> Made it to the beginning. He's like, "We here now." And I was like, yeah. "Congratulations!" Wow. Um, do you know? I so I try not to focus on the weird comments and, and all the troys. What I try to focus on is just the fun that social media is mm-hmm. and all the good things it can do. Because you're going to have a, a very vocal minority, and they are going to crush your soul if you let them. Yeah. I remember the first time I got a mean comment. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody doesn't like me. <laughs> you know, because when you think about it, when you interact with people, I mean, outside of the military, the yeah. military is very confrontational. But outside the military, people are not really mean to each other typically. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very rare that you run into somebody and they're like, you're a piece of shit yeah. and I hate you. Mm-hmm. In the military, it's par for the course. Yeah, it is, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, you know, the first time you're online and somebody tells you you're a piece of shit and they hate you for a free video that you put up. You're like, I know. You're free like, content. You're like, yeah. what? What am I doing? Yeah. You're like, this guy, what I, what's wrong with my face? Or they'll insult you the way you look and you're like, God, do I look bad? But, you know, I try to remember all the good that you do, right? Mm. All the good that comes of it. All the education and knowledge and and fellowship that, that the internet brings. And I try to remember that and focus on that because you have a great, giant, silent majority of people who watch your videos. Mm. I have, you know, per video, we're getting 400, half a million, million views. And of those millions of views, I'm getting maybe a couple hundred mean comments of a million views. Yeah. That's how many good comments are you getting? Oh, tons. Tons. Thousands and thousands and thousands. So you're talking a fraction of a percentage of people who are just out there and they're mostly angry at themselves. Yeah. They hate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're just angry, you know. It's like a bad day for them. Yeah. Girlfriend <laughs> broke up with them. Typical in the military, but yeah, you know. Yeah. I actually I'm did break up. I'm going to talk shit this guy. I got pretty bad in the military. I broke up like I think a couple marriages. Not not like in the in the wrong way, but like because is there a good like, way to break up marriages? No, no, not marriages. <laughs> girlfriends, girlfriends. I know. I rescued yeah. people. No, my uh, my buddy. He was um, he was dating this girl for like a couple months, and uh, he uh, he brought her to like some luncheon or something. And so I met them. I, I'm so bad at this. I did this to another uh, roommate once, too. I'm the worst wingman there is. And um, he introduced me. He's like, hey, this is my girlfriend. And she went to med school. I was like, no way. So I started talking to her. I'm like, I went to med school. I hated it. And we talked and about how she hated med school. And then I was like, I was like, oh, and you're, uh, you're his wife. And she started giggling. She's like, no, I'm his girlfriend. And then I guess after that, it got in her head and she really wanted to be his wife. So the next day she's like, are we going to get married? And he was like, and I guess he did not want to get married. And so that brought that conversation. They broke up a day later. So literally it was a weekend when that happened. So Monday comes, I go into work. I'm like, dude, what's up? How's that girl? He's like, dude, we broke up because of you. I was like, whoa, no. <laughs> 
And uh, I did this once again um, when I was uh, when I moved into my first apartment. Uh, my buddy was uh, dating this girl, and I walked in, and I was like. I was like, "Oh, are you his? Are you his wife?" Because I didn't know that he was one of my roommates. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, no, not yet." And he was like looking at me like death stares. Like and she mind. brought it up, and sure enough, they broke up like wow. a week later. So wow. I'm really bad at this. So yeah. keep yeah. me away from. So now you're gonna be like, "Oh, are you his girlfriend?" And it's it'll be his, his wife, wife, and he'll be like, "He has a girlfriend." And I know he has ah. a girlfriend. I'm like, "I'm like, oh no, the other girlfriend." Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I have, right. a, I have a bad. Cool. So what's bad. next for you? Oh. What's on the horizon? You Come know, on, you've plans. I know you do. Always. Um. So the biggest thing is, is, is production value, right? I'm trying to add more production value. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of cool stuff, you know, to do. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make, like, make guns cool. Make, make it cool to own a firearm again. Yeah. When did it, since when did it, I know I'm preaching to the choir right now, but yeah. since when did it become uncool to own yeah. a firearm? Since when did it mean you had a tiny dick and all that stupid stuff? Like, mm. when did that happen? When, I want to bring us back to a point in where colleges, people yeah. getting brainwashed in colleges. Yeah, I do. think that's what that's where it started. I, I one thousand percent agree. Even in Utah, um, there's a pretty heavy leaning towards towards not owning this stuff, and it's like I want to make this the new norm. You know, it's just like it used to be. Yeah, where you owned a firearm and not. And it was just. It wasn't something that like it wasn't political in its statement. The the mm. statement was just this is my right, and I and I should own a firearm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. It should just be something that you just have. So I I want to make it cool again. And so I'm doing everything I can to to make it feel cool, make it feel fresh and new, and just make it attractive to this younger generation who maybe doesn't know that they can own firearms, just like mm-hmm. I was when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a young kid living in California, I didn't know that I could own all these cool guns. And once I moved to Utah, I was like, oh, I can I can own an AR-15. This is I awesome. Can, I can have it. God AK. bless America. God bless America. And I can have all this. And like I want these kids to realize, like, you know, you can do all that. I mean, it's something as simple as. When I was a kid, I got to play video games just like every other kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved them, you know? And all these cool guns that you get in those video games and, and then, you know, they're very cool and then you get older and you're like, oh, I can, I can own these. This is yeah. cool, you know, guns yeah. are cool. And, and I know it seems lame, but you know what? Airsofting and gaming and all the stuff these people do that we typically shit on this generation for. We're like, oh, fuck you guys for playing Fortnite. Fuck you guys mm-hmm. for airsofting, you fucking airsofters. Dude, if I was a kid and airsofting was big, I probably would airsoft oh, when I was absolutely. a kid. It looks super cool. Yeah. They just run around with guns in the woods and shoot each other. We that had sounds like super we cool. had like uh, sticks with rubber bands on them. Man, know, that shit was cool. <laughs> I just threw rocks at my friends and we just got concussions and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. shot BB guns at each other and that was bad. <laughs> BB yeah. got lodged in my buddy's eye. But the point is, is like, dude, they're kids and they're learning and they're and they're gonna get there, you know. And mm-hmm. they're possibly the next generation of shooters and yeah. we shouldn't be alienating these people. We should be welcoming them to the community. Mm-hmm. And you know, are they, you know, is it, are they different? Yeah. But you know what? When you were young, you know, people were older than you thought you mm-hmm. were fucking weird. You know, I shot a, I shot a, a sniper match one time mm-hmm. up in West Virginia and there was this kid and he was probably 30 and he was a little overweight Yeah, and we got chatting and he was a real nice kid. And he said, I was a, uh, I was like almost a professional gamer where I entered these competitions yeah. and won them and all that. And people are talking shit. Oh, you couldn't do that in real life. So he's like, I'm going to learn. So we started learning how to shoot oh, a so pistol, cool. yeah. a carbine, yeah. and a long range gun. He could shoot. I was like, that's dude, awesome. you're a really good shooter. And yeah. he was like, yep, got off my ass, lost like 150 pounds, oh, wow. yeah. started shooting long that's range. So cool. yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, that do you cool. think the culture is getting better or worse with guns in America? I think it's getting better. I hope it is. I, I yeah. really do. Yeah. I think there was a large focus for a long time. Time, and I'm not going to name the organization yeah. on 
sports shooting and hunting. Yeah. They're like, this is a very harmless thing we're doing. We are yeah. hunting and sports shooting. And I'm like, no. That's not what the Second Amendment is no, about. No, yeah. the Second Amendment is about at all. <laughs> yeah. That is wrong. And yeah. so it created this wrong impression because like hunting's fun. You know, I like to I like to have deer meat. Mm-hmm. That's good, you know? But it's like I don't want to own a gun just to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not yeah. yeah. I want to own a gun because I want to be able to protect my family. I want to be able to yep. overthrow a fucking government if I need to. You know, I, I heard, a great, point, I heard yeah. a great quote. Uh, actually, when we were in South Carolina, Austin, uh, the guy there said, "When seconds count, cops are minutes away." That's fact. Man. That that is a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. The ability to defend yourself mm-hmm. is not is not it's it, it's not even in the in an amendment. It's a basic human right. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to if your freedom is at you know risk of being taken away by freedom i mean freedom to fucking live because somebody's about to kill you yeah it is your right to defend yourself mm-hmm. and it should not i i just don't get people who don't learn the skills yeah. or have some because like driving up here or, or, yeah. or like having grown up in a country where yeah there were very little guns right yeah there, uh, and part of that was the whole northern ireland thing but <laughs> um to be able to drive up to washington and have a pistol and a carbine in the yeah. back of my truck and Absolutely. sleep on the side of the road and yeah. if somebody wants to fuck me bring it on yeah bring it on <laughs> and, and an armed society is a polite it society is, right absolutely well, is. and so yeah you know i i really do think it's going for the best i think there's a lot of great personalities right now there's a lot of great drive mm. towards saying this is what the second amendment is about yeah this yeah. is a normal right and now. we're not a bunch of right-wing nut jobs man. No. we're just normal people semi-normal people you know the funny thing about that is, mm. is people are like oh people talk so much crap about the left i'm like dude there are terrible people on both sides yeah, I'm like, there are. it doesn't matter about yeah. being left or right what it matters about is being a good person yeah. and do you believe in your mm-hmm rights as a human being absolutely if you believe in those i like you as a yeah, person yeah. that's what matters yeah yeah so much of this comes down to what, what are you affiliated with i'm like dude if you're see look at me i'm talking to your army guy and i'm, I'm, I'm it's okay because you're, you're good lowering person. your standards I'm lowering to my talk standards to. For, you know i'm a civilian let me point that out again since last week do i need to show you my dude, retirement id card dude if you have a dodi <laughs> DD, oh dude so you have a dod i have it i got it ID last card, week therefore you're in the military yeah. no 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 <laughs> okay but uh no, dude, absolutely. You know, I and so I think it's going in a really d- good direction. Uh, there's a lot of normalization of yeah. of things like civilians should own body armor, right? Yeah. There's yeah. nothing saying that you can't. Mm-hmm. You should own that. You can own, uh, you know, an AR-15 or whatever you mm-hmm. want because that's yeah that's freedom right there. Yeah. Dude. I love that normalization. I like that it's a new norm, and uh, I'm really excited for the future of what what it's going to bring. I mean, think about concealed carry rights. That has gotten so much better. It has, yeah, so much better. Yeah. And I, I can only hope that this continues to get better. I mean, yeah. God hopes we can uh, overthrow the Hughes Amendment at some point. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I know that's a long shot, but dude, I'm hoping. Yeah, I carry a gun everywhere, yeah. and I hope I never have to use it. Absolutely. But I have the skills, and I am willing to use it if it. But yeah. it's it's comfort, right? I can yeah. protect my family, yep. protect myself, and uh, it's awesome. And almost yeah. no country in the world has that. Yeah, very uh, few. incredible. Right? Yeah, incredible yeah. that we live where we live. Yeah, especially in as developed of a country, it's like pretty much unheard of to have the type of rights that we have. Yeah. here yeah. and people take that for granted. They're like, oh, we can erode those rights. I'm like, no, man, Ooh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, bad, bad, yeah, not, no. not the right move. Yeah, yeah, bad move, Cotton. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely, man. Okay, cool. So. uh Last week, yeah. Mike, Mike Glover's like, hey, I want you to go up to freaking Washington and do some training with Foster. Mike and who? Mike Glover, my boss, <laughs> my boss, my I've boss. I've heard of Mike Glover. So I was like, okay, I'll go up to the Pacific Northwest and shoot long guns for a couple Awful. of days. I'm yeah. good with that. You know? It's such a horrible job, right? So uh, so we got to do a little shooting, a little yeah. long gun we shooting. We did. 
fun, right? Oh, amazing. It is fun. I, yeah. So I have zero training in the military on long range shooting. Yeah. So this is a really cool opportunity for me to learn from you. Yeah. And yeah. man, you're a great teacher. By the, the Kestrel way. ballistic calculator. Ooh. How cool is that thing? That man? thing is so cool. So I know the Kestrel from working DZ on yeah. you know, DZ yeah. and yeah. oh yeah, 20 miles per hour guessing, good to go. But yeah. dude, the ballistic calculator, oh my God, oh, it, my it just God. does yeah. everything for you pretty yeah, much. It does everything. And you can run any gun on it and it will yeah. tell you and you can get deep in the weeds on that thing so if you don't have um, one like i'm talking to everybody here like you should if you do long range shooting it is such a force multiplier yeah. dude, that's such a military word it is but yeah, it, it, it yeah. is such a a great tool to have yeah it's a little intimidating for people because it does so much have you done a video on it i'm going to i'm nice. going to get to that so you i should. um so katie from kestrel yeah uh, she's going to do a teleconference with me and we're going to walk through it step by Good. step, setting it up. Hi, and Katie, we're gonna, if you're listening to this. Katie's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, but we're going to do a step-by-step -step, uh, process on it. And it can get super detailed for extreme yeah. long range. If you're shooting inside a thousand, the stuff we did yeah. took us a couple hours. We went out there and we were fucking plank and stale, man. Dude, it, we, it, we, it, we impacted all. Yeah, you, you, you were shooting well, man. That 6.5 you, that's you have? Not, that yeah, thing's fucking shooting. You I got know. some skills, yeah. dude. Well, so, yeah. oh my God, I can get way better. It, I, it, I was it, watching you shoot. I was like, oh no. That that, uh, that wind was kicking. Yeah, we were, it, we were was, looking like it was gusting between 7 to 20 yeah. and just shifting direction like every couple That's seconds. The it was wild. Yeah, like you'd be like, okay, it's left to right. Oh, no, it's right to left. Oh, oh it's left to right again. Shit. <laughs> you'd shoot and shift mid, yeah, mid shots. Mid, yeah, like mid flight. 1.2 1. Yeah, seconds yeah, to impact, yeah, dude. It was yeah, wild. It was wild. But we, there, but we got we got good hits. We did. We yeah. did. And there's so much involved That's all in I'm going to show in the video. And it's so fun. <laughs> it's it so much fun. so fun. I really had a good time shooting long range. I've I've never done it that way. I've always yeah. just kind of like Kentucky windage stuff yeah. and been like, yeah. oh man, yeah. I'm impacted. But this is cool. Yeah. Adding in the calculations and like doing a little bit of math. Yeah. All yeah. About it. Yeah. Do more, man. Do some videos and uh, yeah. Um, it, it's very, very satisfying. Absolutely. That's it why really I'm in the Air is. Force, you know, that smart stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. You're an Air Force guy, man. You're way smarter than us, aren't <laughs> no, you guys? Not, yeah. not true. Not attack these, dude. <laughs> There's strong Air Force and there's smart Air Force. We're the strong Air Force. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Um, that was fun. That, that was, was a good conversation. Fun. Yeah, love to love um, to hop on again. People like like you know sit around BS. They like freaking you. Tell, they, <laughs> dude, I hate my voice. Do you? I, it's like nails on a fucking chalk chalkboard to me. So people I, are like, I hate oh, listening you... to myself too. Do you? Oh my god! Thank God, I'm the first the time I oh, did a video and I listened yeah. to myself, I was like, oh, I sound retarded. That's great. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. I sound yeah. I sound stupid, and I was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. And I, like I sat back and I like contemplated my life. Yeah, yeah. 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 It wasn't good. It was a really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you sound how you yeah. sound, and, and uh, you, you it kinda, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Suck it up. But uh, yeah, I, I, me and Austin were talking, man. We, we were. We're going to get really good content and footage from here. And then we're going to be like, Mike, we need to go back up to. Oh, yeah. We didn't get this shot or this no. shot. And we're going to come back up here for a little week, week and hang out, you know? You, gotta, you guys got to come. Uh, oh, shit. This chair almost collapsed. You, gotta, yeah. you guys got to come and uh, stay with me next time. Oh, where, time. where are you? Where are you I'm um, right outside of uh, Fort Lewis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to, man. Yeah, come come out. Um, yeah. That was, a, that was a blast, man. I wish Absolutely. we could do it longer, but some of us have. Another job that's you. Yeah, done. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So, hey, thanks for doing this. I really hey, appreciate you. it. Thanks this, for having this me This was out. a lot of fun, man. And uh, all right. Until the next time, stay alert, stay alive. Stay alive.